We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. For the corner, the bouncer to lead at them. And who's there? It's hammer time. Hammer saves Habuai Fido for the Cowboys. <laughs> it's over. Overnight scores, expert comment and controversy on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Good morning everyone, welcome to the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend and happy Father's Day for all those out there. I hope it's a special day for all those fathers and for those who don't have our fathers with us a chance to reflect on what sort of um, impact they had on our lives and uh, my good friend co-hosting Richie not alongside me this morning so the studio feels vacant but you're up there on Coffs Harbour I think. Dino are you coming in loud and clear my friend? Yeah good morning Ray, good morning everybody. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there listening including you of course Ray. Yeah I'm up here to cover Sam Burgess, Big Slam and Sam's Arara Valley side into the Group 2 Grand Final this afternoon and I'll be out there to have a little peek around and What's the weather See whether like? Sam can pick up a premiership What's weather before like, he Dino? comes back to South Sydney. Yeah. What's the weather like? Mate? Uh, the weather's not great, yeah, Ray. It's yeah. been running for a couple of days uh, up here, but I'm sure the game will still go ahead out there at a little place called Caramba. Yeah, well, fingers crossed because already there's concerns about some minor flooding up in that region, so we've had enough of that this year. So hopefully all goes well. The NRL is almost into the final series, and I can't wait for the final. Quickly go through the scores from the last round so far. Back on Thursday night, the Eels 22 defeated the Storm 14. That gives the Eels the double chance. Storm have to come from fifth if they want to win the Premiership. Friday, Bulldogs 21 defeated Manly, snatching victory from the jaws of defeat, so to speak, the Bulldogs. Then that massive game at the new Allianz Stadium. The Roosters 26, Rabbitohs 16. Some major injury concerns. We'll get to that in a second with Dino. And then yesterday, uh, the Titans, a miracle comeback. 27 defeated the Warriors, 26. The Dragons have all but ruled the Broncos out of the finals. 22-12, the Dragons won there. And the Cowboys, 38, defeated a depleted Penrith, 8. Today's game's the Knights versus Sharks at 2pm. The Sharks, if they win, will take second spot and play the Cowboys at home. So a lot riding on that. And then the 4.05pm game, the final game of the season, the Raiders... Well, they're virtually in, aren't they? They take on the Tigers. The Tigers need to beat the Raiders by 54 points or more for the Broncos to make it. The Broncos need a miracle, Dino. Yeah, it seems as though at this point, Ray, given the result last night down there at Cogra, that the Broncos will miss out. So, Ray, it's unconfirmed, and the NRL will confirm this tonight. But at this point, 
You'll have Pampers v Eels at Bluebet on Friday night. You'll have Storm Canberra, Sharks Cowboys to be played on the Saturday. Right. And that would mean that the return bout, Roosters v South at Allianz, that would be the Sunday afternoon game. Huge. As I said, right, to be confirmed. And of course, we also need to work out where the Sharks-Cowboys mm. game will be played if the Sharks beat Newcastle this afternoon. As is expected, that game would be down there at Shark Park. Yeah, OK, a couple of things. That's huge news, Dino. Uh, the Roosters and the Rabbitohs, both teams have injury problems. Firstly, Dino, any update on Manu for the Roosters? Yeah, well, the update is, right. it doesn't look terrific. Mm. Uh, reports emerging last night that it is a grade two calf tear which would essentially rule him out for the year. Wow. I made a few more calls last night, Ray. Look, if they make the grand final, the Roosters, then there is a chance that Joey Manu would play. But it is huge news yeah. for the Roosters and a massive yeah. blow that their superstar player, Joey Manu, may not play again this year. It was a real bash-up game at Allianz, yeah. uh, Ray, uh, on Friday night. Cameron Murray, of course, he got knocked out. Jared Warira Hargreaves has a hamstring niggle and a head cut. Sam Verrills, the Roosters hooker, hand injury. Jai Arrow, the Bunnies forward, a leg injury. So mm. there'll be lots of band-aids going around at Redfern <laughs> and Bondi this week, mate. But look, we'll see how we go. I'm sure both sides will be desperate to put their best side on the field. But it won't be Joey Manu for the Roosters. Yeah. Well, obviously, South will get Cook back and they'll get Graham back. So for South Sydney fans, the loss was disappointing, obviously, in that first game at New Alliance. But they've got a fair bit to look forward to. You believe that game will, that return clash, so to speak, Dino, will be Sunday at this stage? Yeah, it'll be Sunday, right? They've got mm -hmm. 43,000 fans turned up for that first uh, game at the new stadium on Friday night and you would imagine, Ray, given the rivalry between those two clubs and the fact it's a sudden death semi-final that there would be well over 40,000 in attendance again this Sunday afternoon. Yeah, gee, it looked a fantastic stadium, didn't it? On watch that game on television, I got home from um, Friday night and it just looked magnificent, that new stadium. think we may have lost Dino there, but certainly it did yeah, look... Sorry, Ray, that's a bit better. You just, you just cut out of me. I apologise. Sorry, mate. Could you just repeat that? Yeah, question? no, I was just saying how good that new stadium looked for that Roosters-Rabbitohs game on Friday night. And for those who have been there, if they are listening, let us know on um, SMS 0419767272 or even the open line 135353 what it was like if you were there on Friday night amongst the 40-odd thousand watching the Roosters-Rabbitohs. It looked a showpiece game and the stadium looked fantastic, Dino. Yeah, I'd certainly hope it would, Ray. $830 million, <laughs> a lot of money gone into that stadium. So I would hope it would be state-of-the-art. It certainly looked an absolute picture. Uh, I guess it's just a shame along the way, while that was being built, that other stadiums were or are being ignored, i.e. suburban grounds and a core stadium. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, certainly, Ray, let's not turn a positive into a negative. It's a wonderful stadium from what... I, I hear I haven't actually covered the game, a game there just yet, but it'll be one of the uh, mm. the sparkling landmarks in yeah. Sydney for many years to come. Absolutely. Back to Thursday night, Eels versus the Storm. Well, the Eels have beaten Penrith twice this season. They've now beaten the Storm twice, 22-14. They were terrific. Storm, a couple of late tries, um, made the, the, the game a little closer, but the Eels were always in control. They'll take on... 
Penrith at Penrith USA on Friday night. Is this the Eels' best chance, dare I say it, since 86, Dino? Yeah, I think so, Ray. Look, they're coming in with form, with momentum and without injury. They are the three ingredients to winning a premiership. There's a lot of chit-chat around uh, town over the weekend. Ray, and I'd like to know what our listeners think about shifting the game to a core stadium. I can genuinely see both sides of the argument. Mm. Penrith Stadium holds 22,000. I think this game rate could double that at a core. I think you'd get forty to 45,000. So does rugby league have that luxury, Ray, of of shutting out 20,000 fans? Or conversely, the Panthers have worked hard all year. They've won the minor premiership and they have earned that right to play at home. It's a difficult argument. It is staying at Penrith. That's coming from the NRL. But I certainly can support another argument saying that you know, the game just doesn't... Yeah, the game can't afford to be locking out so many people. And obviously too, Ray. 20000 would bring a lot of extra money for the NRL. Yeah, we do have this issue, not the last couple of years with COVID, but usually most years we have the same sort of issue. I guess at the end of the day, the minor premiers have earned that right, whoever they may be, to play at their home game. Dino, a couple of SMSs have come through, and I'd love to hear your point. They're both on a very, very similar theme. No name to the first one. So why do the Sharks get less time, for example, than the Chooks or the Souths? Another bad decision by NRL Fair Dinkum. Rod from now then comes in. The the Souths and the Chooks have a nine-day turnaround. The Sharks only six. It's ridiculous. I guess that, that's the, the vagaries of the draw, unfortunately, the way it's worked out for Cronulla. But it's interesting, isn't it, Dino, that the Sharkies are playing on the Sunday and it's just the way it is, but they get less turnaround than, say, Souths and the Roosters. Yeah, there's no perfect system, right? Mm. Whatever system they use, uh, you know, someone's going to be disadvantaged and someone will be advantaged. In this case, as you say, the Roosters and Rabbitohs will have a good long turnaround and the Sharks are the one to miss out. But you know what, Ray? I figure this. Mm. If you're good enough, you'll win. Mm. There will be some obstacles along the way. There'll be some nuances in the draw. There'll be some injury issues, suspensions possibly. If you've got the depth, you've got the ability, and you've got the momentum, you will win. It doesn't help the Sharks. I agree with that SMS caller, uh, that SMS. But I will say, if you've got it, You'll win it, Ray. Yeah, now I understand. Uh, Gordon from Urimba has texted in, Dino, I closely watched the South East game on Friday and came away thinking South played well within themselves, almost nonchalant at times. I think both teams had a red-hot crack on Friday night. I think a couple of the outs for South were telling, but they can bounce back, Dino. Oh, no doubt the Bunnies can bounce back. They're a quality side. I think the Roosters just ambushed them a bit early, mate. I thought the game was over. South, they were plucky, Ray. They came back. The margin in the end was only 10 points, but I thought the Roosters had the better of them throughout the game. Uh, it's given me an absolute belter, Ray. Mm. I think these two sides are two sides that could really go deep. Yeah, the winner could go deep into the finals. And I said it last week, Ray, and I'll say it again, the Roosters are quickly becoming the team that everybody fears and nothing I saw out of Friday night's game deterred my theory that they are in this premiership 
up to their necks. Except maybe the Manu injury. But just, just repeating, Dino, um, you think Penrith Parramatta will be Friday night. At this stage, it's Sharks versus Cowboys, venue to be decided. Storm versus Raiders will be on the Saturday, and Roosters will play Souths on Sunday. A couple of quick points I wanted to bring up with you, Dino, before we move on to the AFL. Um, Des Hasler's contract at Manly, any update there? Yeah, the situation uh, is developing uh, as we talk, and it will continue to develop over the next week. You'll find that Des will meet with Scott Penn, the Manly chairman and majority owner, sometime in this coming week. Uh, I think you'll find that the club will insist that Des changes up his coaching staff. Uh, Des is not one to be told how to run his football department. It's always been in Des's contract that he oversees the football department. So it's going to be a bit of a, a, a butting of the heads this week as to where it all ends. Uh, there is a suggestion Des could walk away. I don't think that will happen. I know Des quite well, Ray, and there's no way Des has that will be walking away mm. from Manly. I think there's a there's some middle ground to be found. There is a solution to be found, but... I know Des is fiercely protective of his football department. He runs it how he wants to run it. And most coaches out there in the NRL would probably agree that that's how it has to be run. The coach yeah. has to oversee everything and not be told how to run his football department by the board of directors. Fair enough. Uh, Dino, um, Jason Suwa Lee didn't play on Friday. He'll be back for the Roosters um, when they take on South again on, looks like, next Sunday. But... Bit of talk about rugby union wanting probably the most exciting young talent in rugby league. Yeah, I wrote the story on the back page of the Telegraph during the week, Ray, that union is ready to launch a massive bid for Joseph Suwali. Uh, I'm told rugby union or rugby Australia uh, would need to come up with about $10 million for five years to pinch Joseph Suwali from rugby league. Uh, they've got a hit list going into the 2025 British and Irish Lions Tour and the 2027 World Cup. Two big sporting stages for Rugby Union, and they need a face, Ray. The bloke who they can put up on the billboards and the bloke that will be a marketing dream for the Rugby Union. They're looking at Trebojevic, Latrell Mitchell, Cam Murray, Pappenhausen, Matt Burton, Asafa Solomona. I don't think they'll get anywhere near any of those but Suwali, with his background in rugby union, um, in the GPS system, I think he is the one that they will really go after with some vigour. Yeah, understand. Hey, Dino, the AFL final series, we'll get to that quickly. The four games, seriously, Dino, they've been four of the best games you'll ever wish to see. Back on Thursday night, Brisbane in a pulsating match, 106, knocked out Richmond, 104. Then the Swannies on Friday night went down to Melbourne, took on the defend defending premiers at the G, and they defeated the Demons, 91-69. They advanced to, pre to the prelim final, and they get a prelim final at the SCG, the Swannies, one win away from a GF. And then yesterday, two absolute belters again. Geelong, 78, defeated Collingwood, 72. The minor premiers go through to the prelim final. Some of um, AFL experts are saying that's one of the greatest finals, if not the greatest final of all time. 91,000 plus at the MCG. The skill level, Dino, was extraordinary. 
And then Fremantle versus the Bulldogs over in Perth. The Bulldogs led by 41 points at one stage, kicked the first six goals. Fremantle have somehow clawed their way back and won a low-scoring game, 73-60. But four of the best games you'll ever wish to see, Dino. And just for sheer competitiveness, the, the closeness of the contests and what was at stake, uh, it was sport at its best, Dino. Sport at its absolute best. So, Ray, right now, if I put you on the spot, who, after what you've seen over the weekend, who plays in the grand final and who wins? I, I think Geelong versus Sydney. I think Sydney have got a fantastic opportunity um, in two weeks' time at the SCG to advance to the grand final. Geelong's been the best team all year. I think they deserve to get to the prelim final. Collingwood were fantastic against them, to be fair, but... Um, so both those teams are in the box set. I think they can both win their prelims and set up a titanic clash in the grand final. But this final series has been so close, so competitive. Anything could happen. Next week, Dino, Melbourne will take on Brisbane on Friday night. Obviously, that's sudden death. The Premier's trying to fight back. And then on Saturday, Collingwood... Um, will take on Fremantle. Both those games at the MCG, I think the Melbourne sides should advance Melbourne and Collingwood, and that would then set up two absolute blockbusters. Melbourne now go into Geelong's side of the draw, so to speak, Dino, and Collingwood go into Sydney's side of the draw. Well, Ray, if you're discussing games that were brilliant, skillful and competitive, mm-hmm. you clearly weren't discussing the Wallabies last night. Didn't I see much was of channel that. surfing a bit mm. while trying to cover the rugby league. Of course, a loss to South Africa, and they reckon the skill level was appalling, right? Yeah, and it was I... one of the worst games that we've seen in many a year. So the problems that Dave Rennie has with consistency mm. seems to continue. And uh, it was a shocker, right, boy? Yeah, I didn't see a lot of it, so I probably can't comment. Disappointing because they were so good in Adelaide, weren't they, the Wallabies? South Africa 24, the Wallabies 8. So uh, the Springboks have bounced back. And the All Blacks bounced back, Dino. 53, Argentina 3. That's more like it, Dino. That's a bit better. That's <laughs> what we expect, Raymond. The Wallabies normalities return, the Wallabies get beaten and the All Blacks win just on the local front too, right? The Shoot Shield Grand Final doesn't get a lot of publicity these days, but Sydney Uni uh, beat Gordon yesterday at Leichhardt Oval 26 points to 19 in that Shoot Shield Grand Final Now Ray, Rambit yesterday a big day of racing and it was a big day for the, the veterans Yeah, three veterans won yesterday. Eduardo, he's nine years old, Dino, and he was just fantastic in the the Concord Stakes. He's still right in this Everest up to his ears. Forget his age, as Joe Pride said yesterday, and we'll talk to Joe shortly. It's all about how many starts he's had, and he's still relatively lightly raced for a horse of his age, Dino, so he hasn't had that mileage in his legs so to speak that's why he's still fresh that's why he's still enthusiastic that's why he still loves it he was fantastic winning the concord then we had the tramway stakes and zaki as an eight-year-old he's a powerhouse dino big burly strong horse far too good in the tramway and then in the chelmsford another eight-year-old knight's order led throughout and won the chelmsford the track conditions Weren't great given the rain we had throughout the day. Deteriorated to a heavy 10, but no one can do much about the weather, unfortunately, Dino. But um, the three veterans 
got the job done. US Open, Dino, and the GOAT. Is she the GOAT? Serena Williams uh, leaves the tennis arena. Her final game beaten by Australian Ayla Tom Lanovich. Hope I got that right. Um, Serena's had just a fantastic career. 23 Grand Slams, one less than Margaret Court's record. But, of course, in the open era, Serena's been the most successful um, uh, male or female tennis player in terms of Grand Slams in history, but she bowed out to Tom Lanovich, uh, seven five six seven six one. Is she the goat, Dino? No, she's not. Okay. I was actually quite, I was actually quite annoyed, Ray, when she came on court the other day at Flushing Meadows, and she was introduced as the greatest of all time, and even the flashing electronic signs in and around the stadium were saying the greatest of all time. Ray, she's not. She's won 23. Margaret Court has won 24. She is the GOAT. Steffi Graf on 22. She isn't the GOAT either. When it comes to these situations, Ray, the facts and figures speak for themselves. Margaret Court has won 24. She is the greatest women's player of all time. As good as Serena is, she's been a human headline for many years. Her power has been unmatched, but she isn't the greatest of all time. Can we make that clear, please? Interesting, Dino. I think a lot of people will disagree with you, but that's what this is all about. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that and other things on 1353 SMS 0419767272. Nick Kyrgios will take on Daniel Medvedev tomorrow morning. Uh, Dino, um, he's the 23rd seed, Nick. Medvedev is the number one seed, but Kyrgios can beat him. Yeah, he certainly can. It depends which Nick turns up, Ray, whether it's a Nick wanting to focus and win or whether it's the Nick that wants to taunt the crowd, argue with the referee and argue with his own box or argue with himself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. If the Kyrgios that we know can win a major turns up, I think he'll win. I yeah. really think he will win, Ray, but it will be certainly a thrilling contest. Ray, before we go to our first break, I do want to bring in Cameron Smith defecting to the live tour. He's copped a lot of criticism, but you know what? Good on him. I say, go, young man. Go for the money. Set your family up for generations. And those bagging him, have a look in the mirror. What would you do if you were offered $140 million? There's no shame. No shame at all, Ray, in accepting the money. I just don't know why it's deemed among society to be immoral. I think these two organisations will come back together eventually anyway. And Cam Smith will have 140 million smackaroos in his wallet when they do. So for those, bag him, pull your heads in, have a look in the mirror. Good on you, Cam Smith. You take the money, young man, and set yourself up for life. It's a massive amount of money, 140 million to say no to. Look, um, at the end of the day, um, it's his decision. And we've seen this in other sports. You know, World Series cricket started a revolution, Super League. We've seen it many times over the years. And... You'd hope these two sides would come back together in time because right now the world of golf is split. Hey, Dino, it is Father's Day. And once again, happy Father's Day to everyone out there. But it's got got us thinking about our talk topic, Dino, and a little bit broad today with the Father's Day theme. Best dad jokes or most embarrassing dad's sporting fails. So let us know what you think, Dino. You got a dad joke or an embarrassing sporting fail? Oh, Ray, it's pretty wet up here at the moment in Coffs Harbour. So I know a bunch of good jokes about umbrellas, mate, but they uh, usually go over people's heads. Oh, no. That's really bad.
<laughs> I'll give Come you on, one. give me something, Raymond. Give me something. That, that was pretty bad. Okay, Dino. What's Forrest Gump's password? <laughs> Go on. One Forrest one. It's <laughs> pretty bad. It's pretty bad. If you can do better, I'm sure you can. Let us know on thirteen fifty three fifty three or SMS oh four one nine seven six seven two seven two. Listen to Dino and Ray on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Hunter's Postmortem with Dave Stanley. Caboo obviously got the job done. Were you surprised at how really sort of stacked up there in the middle stages? Ron Duffersey. He's heading somewhere. It was much better, obviously, the 1,300-metre style of race, and he capitalised. Glenn Muncy. When we got to this race in the preview on Sky Thoroughbred Central, that it, it was a race where they only wanted to be with one of the two picks. Hunter's Postmortem. Monday, 9am, Racing HQ. Experience the thrill of racing on Tab Everest Day at Royal Randwick. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country, races back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the Tab app. The Kosciuszko. Tickets on sale now. Entry open to New South Wales residents only. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. Racing New South Wales authorised under New South Wales permit number GOCSC1051. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers at 1-800-858-858. Thinking about your next build or renovation? Wideline Windows and Doors has all the planning tools at your fingertips. Their website is full of inspirational ideas to make your project a success. Advice and tips to get you started, even a colour selector and window planning tool. Plus, free online quotes are returned in 48 business hours. Just upload your plan or tell them what you need. Easy. There's never been a better time to take a closer look at the Wideline Windows and Doors website, www.wideline.com.au. Foreign-owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for Fair Play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne. It's Cheval Grand! Cheval Grand goes on and wins the Japan Cup! The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe, first time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Doxley Road in front of length corner pocket on the point of the corner. Then Azar and Enchanted Heart to the outside corner pocket moves up Doxley Road. Azar chiming in with Enchanted Heart. Azar 100 metres to go. Strikes the front. Azar from Enchanted Heart and Azar's going to win it. Azar from Enchanted Heart corner pocket. Calypso Rain then Age of Chivalry. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show. That was Asar winning the Chautauqua Stakes and doing really well. Race replay time, Dino. But before we go into them, Dino, you want to hear a dad's joke from Sid? Go for it. Here's one for you, boys. I went down to the camouflage convention down at Darling Harbour yesterday. I didn't see anyone there. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Sid. Oh, Sid. Well done, no. Sid's a clubhouse. You know he's going to love this, Ray, don't you? No. Jared Daffy. <laughs> he will. He'll come up These with corny jokes are right up his alley. He'll revel in this. He'll, he'll find a few good ones. And Dino, a lot of people are chiming in in agreement with you. This is from Polly. Well said, Dino. 24 beats 23. It's a fact. Um, Ray chimes in. Happy Father's Day. Love your show, boys. Good on you, Dino. Margaret Court with 24 is the GOAT. few more like that, Dino. Well, Ray, it's just facts and figures. History says so. I'm not making it up. This is not an opinion. 
It's fact. Go to the records, Google it, and you'll see she's number one. So to imply that the second tennis player is the first tennis player, it's just wrong. I guess it's, it's absolutely wrong, and she should not be known as that. It should always be Margaret Court until somebody gets to 25, right? Yeah, I, I guess the, the debates about the Open Era too and, and when Margaret Court was playing, but at the end of the day, she won 24 slams. So I can well, all those records that we've got in rugby league, Ray, they, you know, they yeah. go back to 1908. Yep. Yeah, there was the four-tackle rule. There was bringing in grand finals. There's a million variations that happened through history. Yeah, you can only play when you, in, in your era, can't you? So, yeah. 100%, mate, 100%. Hey, Dino, Brad from Emu says, what do you call two men standing under a window? Curtain rod. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, dear. And, Give me a long three hours, Ray. I'll go one more. Peter says, um, why wasn't Cinderella much good at sport? Because she had a pumpkin for a coach. <laughs> no, I better move on. <laughs> they only get work. Go to the race replay, We Raymond. love them. We love them. Keep them coming in. Race replay time, and there was some spectacular racing yesterday, led by this ageless wonder, Eduardo. Malkovich at a control pace from Eduardo, who's breathing down his neck at the 350. Three lengths away to Zapatea from Athelry, and Andermatt's got a big job to do doing the chasing wide out. Nash said, go on, Eduardo. And the nine-year-old dashes to the lead, and dashes clearly at the 175. Eduardo's well clear from Athelry. There's no Andermatt, but Eduardo, at the succulent odds of $2.80, goes on to win the Concord Stakes, beats Athelry, camera third, handle the truth, and Andermatt, followed by Malkovich. Yeah, he was just too good, Eduardo, and there was a lot of money for Andermatt, but, and Eduardo got out to 270, but uh, he's an old marvel. Interesting move in the Everest. He's now into $8, equal second favouritism with Marzu behind Nature Strip at $2.85. And Nature Strip uh, was voted Australian Horse of the Year in Melbourne last night. He's the first horse to regain that title as distinct from retaining it. So uh, he is a great champion, Nature Strip. He's on track for a clash with Eduardo in the shorts on September 17. Onto the Furious Stakes, the second leg of the Princess Series is Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott with North Star Lass. And a good gap back to She's Extreme. 300 metres to run. Willinga Beast and North Star Lass slogging it out for the time being. Uh, two lengths away to Paris Door. Seven vowels. She's Extreme. Five off them getting to the outside. Willinga Beast heads off North Star Lass. Three off to Paris Dior. Willinga Beast in front. Dowerly. It's Willinga Beast from North Star Lass is coming back the inside. Willinga Beast. North Star Lass. Head and head they go to the wire and North Star Lass off the canvas, came back to win the Furious Stakes, toughed it out from Malinga Beast, a gap back to She's Yeah, she was tough North Star last and good strong win there from Willinga Beast and we'll talk to Timmy Clark a little later. He had a terrific day winning on North Star Lass and Knight's Order. We'll get to Knight's Order in a sec because one of the genuine superstars of Australian racing resumed yesterday. He's back, Zaki. A length and a half then to Profondo. A couple further back then to Conversion Character as they come up the rise and Nimali trying to worry the favourite Zaki out of it. Nimali pushed on. Now McDonald gets busy on Zaki on the inside and they're two lengths clear from Profondo. Zaki starting to go through his gears now, the eight-year-old. He put pay to Nimali. Ice bath with a big run late, but it's Zaki clearing the tramway, and he goes back to back. Zaki by two and a half to Ice Bath. Nimali third, Profondo every... Yeah, some horse, Zaki. Likely to go to the George Main Stakes next on September 17, which is a possible next star, uh, target for Animo if they both 
go there. What a race that will be. But he was terrific yesterday. Zaki winning the tramway, as was Knight's order in the Chelmsford Stakes. And Clark's gone for home, turning into the straight. It's Knight's Order racing, falling's clear. From no compromise, knuckling down in second. Numerian gets going with a good run. Benno to the outside, 2.50 to go. Knight's Order, two lengths clear. From Numerian to no compromise, grinding away. Knight's Order with 1.50 to go. Still a length and a half clear. From Numerian and no compromise. It's Knight's Order. The Sydney Cup winner is going all the way here in the Chelmsford Stakes. Knight's Order won it by a link to Numerian. No compromise, third. Yeah, Knight's Order. Sydney Cup winner, winning first up over 1,600 metres under Timmy Clark. Melbourne yesterday, a couple of feature races. The Fian Stakes, the Doncaster winner, Mr Brightside, he's flying. And then came Inspirational Girl, who needs a run at this stage, and two further back to sound. So Mr Brightside steps it up, dials it up, and at the 300 metres, goes to the lead from Earlswood, who battles on a length away. Then Spanish Mission, and behind them Inspirational Girl, they bump round the turn, but Mr Brightside at the 150, ping for home, two and a half lengths in front of Spanish Mission, Inspirational Girl, but Mr Brightside put pay to them, and is race clear, and Mr Brightside won at four lengths, Inspirational Girl, Spanish Mission. Sound before. Yeah, he absolutely thrashed him, Mr. Mr. Brightside, and uh, he's gone back-to-back with Wait for Age wins this spring. On to the McEwen Stakes. Rothfire, he steps up. Brilliant win. Length and three quarters, Rothfire third, the outside of away game. Then in the Congo, next Simeon, who is niggled at before the corner. And further back in the field, the Inferno. Zoo Stalin on the outside, Cool and Gatter. They run the corner, 200 metres to go, followed by Rothfire. And next Simeon, Cool and Gatter lets down, takes Zoo Stalin, but Rothfire's a real threat. Zoo Stalin kicks as well, three across the track. Rothfire takes the lead from Zoo Stalin. Rothfire back. Rothfire has won it by a half-leg zoo style. Third call and gather from the Inferno. Yeah, he was good, Rothfire. Great win beating Zoo Style and both those Queensland sprinters making a statement yesterday. Dino, a couple of calls before we go to them. Um, here's a couple of SMSs. Fitzy, morning boys and tan. I told my wife she needs to embrace her mistakes, so she hugged me. <laughs> Ray, this is going to get worse as the morning goes on. It's not going to get any better, I guarantee you that. No name on this one. What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? Supplies. <laughs> this is getting worse. <laughs> and Michelle from Dubbo and the Newtown Jetta both chimed in with the same one about a horse called Mayo. Sometimes Mayo nays. Dino, I better move on. <laughs> You've got to embrace it, yeah. Glenn's on the line. He wants to talk to you, Dino, about Serena being the GOAT. Glenn, good morning. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Tanya. Dino, how are you, buddy? Terrific, mate. I'm good, Glenn. Happy Father's Day to you, Glenn. Thank you very much. And if my three daughters are listening, don't forget to contact me today. (laughs) Oh, they will, mate. They will. What do you got for us, Glenn? I just thought thought it was great and ironic that it was Aussie Isla Tomlanovich who beat American Serena Williams to maintain... Aussie Goat, Margaret Court's all-time record of 24 singles wins. Yeah, it certainly was, Glenn. There was a touch of irony in there that an Aussie protected Margaret Court's record, so to speak. Ray, you mentioned before the Open era, uh, different uh, generations, etc. But we can't compare what happened in those eras. You've only got to play who you play in front of you. Mm. And that's what Margaret Court did, Ray. Look at cricket. You know, do we go back to say, okay, that was when there was no covers yeah. for pitches, yeah. when the bats were a lot smaller? You know, 
so on, so on, so on. There's always a million variations through history for sport. Mm. But the bottom line is she is still number one. Absolutely. Yeah, no, 100%. And, and Paul from your minors chimed in, Dino, and if Glenn can still hear this, Margaret Court's total grand slams, including doubles, is 64. Dino, Serena, 37. She was an incredible, Just extraordinary. In, incredible competitor, uh, Margaret Court. Dino, we better take a quick break. Listen to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Hunter's post-mortem with Dave Stanley. Caboo obviously got the job done. Were you surprised at how really sort of stacked up there in the middle stages? Ron Duffersey. He's heading somewhere. It was much better, obviously, at the 1,300-metre style of race, and he capitalised. Glenn Muncy. When we got to this race in the preview on Sky Thoroughbred Central, that it, it was a race where they only wanted to be with one of the two picks. Hunter's post-mortem. Monday, 9am, Racing HQ. G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlow's Pies? Because at Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. Right now at Bing Lee, save up to $500 on selected Bosch cooking appliances. And laundry, Lionel. No, Mum. Cooking. No, Lionel. Both. Who said? Me. I'm the Bosch. What? I'm the boss. So it's the boss's Bosch Bonanza. Yes. OK, you say. Are you kidding? Save up to $500 on selected Bosch cooking and laundry appliances at Bing Lee. But only for a short time. Bing Lee. Better living every day. Experience the thrill of racing on Tab Everest Day at Royal Randwick. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country, races back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the Tab app. The Kosciuszko. Tickets on sale now. Entry open to New South Wales residents only. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. Racing New South Wales authorised under New South Wales permit number GOCSC1051. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. Dashes clearly at the 175. Eduardo's well clear from Athelry. There's no Andermatt, but Eduardo, at the succulent odds of $2.80, goes on to win the Concord Stakes, beats Athelry, camera third, handle the truth, and Andermatt. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Welcome back to the show, yeah, and, and Eduardo, how did he get out to those sort of odds? Because uh, he's just an old marvel, and... He announced he's back in a big, big way yesterday, winning the Concord Stakes. Trainer Joe Pride on the line. Joe, good morning. Um, how did the old boy pull up? Yeah, really well. Um, yeah, bright and happy this morning. And he was the same after the race yesterday. So amazing um, powers of recovery, this horse. And, you know, you expect, you see that on a lot of good horses because that's what makes them, one of the qualities that makes them good. But, um, yeah, it didn't, it didn't hurt him at all. And I love having horses over the short trips. First up, I know there were... You know, people scratch their horses from some of those longer races. I can understand why. Really testing conditions, and you don't want to hurt hurt your horse early in the preparation. But that was um, that was a bit of a breeze there for Eduardo. Uh, he's a remarkable horse, and I know you've said a number of times in recent weeks that you think he's going as well as ever. Everyone kept concentrating on his age, nine years old, but you quite rightly kept pointing out, no, look at his career stats. That was his twenty eighth start yesterday. The mileage in his legs is not really there, is it, Joe? Hence, he's yeah. racing so well. 
very similar to a car, isn't it? He's yeah. been, he's been, is it similar to a car? I mean, it's probably a silly comparison, but you know, garaged up. Um, if the car hasn't, you know, driven two hundred thousand kilometres, um, the age of the car isn't important, and he's been looked after and preserved, and you know, his, his joints and knees are in terrific order. Hasn't got an arthritic bone in his body. Um, he, he ticks off the enthusiasm and, and mental approach to it. Box. He's um, he just enjoys what he does. So there's no reason why he can't go on. Um, and race for another season or two. Yeah, and that's a really interesting point. He enjoys what he does. They're a long time retired, aren't they, Joe? And if he, if they've still got their ability, and he had, obviously hasn't lost any, and he's enjoying what he does, um, his future's on the racetrack. Yep, yeah, no, for sure. I'd love to think I could have him around for. I sort of keep to, from the start. I've said another couple of seasons, and I keep extending that out. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, it's, he's uh, he's an amazing amazing horse, and um, yeah, just looking forward to this preparation with him. I think um, I think you know any any of that you know the tracks like we got yesterday. If we could have served up a, one of them on short stay or Everest day, it certainly won't you know harm his chances. Yeah, what is his spring preparation looking like from here, Jay? Yeah, so we go into the shorts in two weeks' time, and then the four weeks into the Everest, which mm-hmm. which he's done the last couple of years, and it's served him well. Um, it's interesting for some of the other runners. You know, if we got if we did get a, a track similar to yesterday, it's going to be difficult for some of those horses to, to have a good leader. Um, he's got that run under his belt now, and I feel like it's a you know a good advantage to him. I, I watched Nature Strip trial during the week. He looked in great order, and yeah. he's got the residual fitness from a from a trip away um, racing in, was it May? Um, in so, June, know, the, yeah, in June, England. In June, yeah. Yeah, the two old boys are you know, still at the top there, and um, it's going to take a mighty performance from, from any of the up-and-comers to, to beat yeah, no, interesting point you raised, Reed, the two old boys, and of course Nature Strips, you know, he just got made Horse of the Year last night, Eduardo Nature Strip, it, they're great competitors, Eduardo's a nine-year-old, yesterday, Joe, we saw Zaki, an eight-year-old, win the Tramway, and we saw Knight's Order, an eight-year-old, win the Chelmsford, some people might... Uh, criticise the fact that you've got older horses winning. I take the opposite view. These horses have been around a while. Uh, Racegoers genuinely love horses like Eduardo. I think it's fantastic they're racing um, so long and so competitively and so well. Yep. Yeah, look, I think you know, from a punter's perspective too, the, the more they get to see horses, the, the more familiar they become with their with their patterns and their form and, and the easier it is for them to, to work with them. So, um, no, no, I think it's um, it's great for racing. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, Joe, so uh, from here you go to the, the shorts. Will you then necessarily barrier trial between the shorts and the Everest? Good chance. Look, I'll be monitoring him, and that's what we've done previously. But um, we'll, it's probably just nice to do something with him. And I'd be sort of guided by the weather there as well. If we were going to be, look like we we're going to be hitting a, a wet track Everest day, then I think a trial under his belt, a recent trial under his belt, would be an absolute must. But mm. yeah, chances are we'll be we'll be trolling. Uh, Nash Rilla made a comment yesterday, Joe. I'm sure you he probably told you the same thing. And a couple of our listeners have SMS on a similar theme. Nash said that. Things haven't quite gone Eduardo's way in the majors in the last couple of years. I'm, I'm sure Nash was referring to Everest's and the TJ Smith stakes. One day the planets are going to align, and Nash thought on the evidence of what he felt was underneath him yesterday. This could be the spring for Eduardo. Yeah, no, I feel the same, and um, you know it did take Nature Strip three attempts to win an Everest as well. So um, yeah, um, it doesn't always happen for you on the, on the first time out there, but. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like he's he's going to give himself every chance this year, and um, we're going to be finding a new jockey for him for his next start because Nash has been suspended. But yeah. you know, hopefully Nash is back on him, and it's a it's a proven combination. Nash, I really want him on, so mm. hopefully he's back on him on Everest. I'm sure he will be. And one quick one, uh, Joe. One of our listeners asked for a private eye update. 
Yeah, that's going on terrific. Um, he's going to troll this Friday, uh, troll on the 9th, the 23rd, both at Warwick Farm, then he'll he'll bob up on Premier Stakes Day. But that would be on the proviso that we had a decent track in Sydney. Like, I wouldn't be running him on a track like we got yesterday because okay. he showed record. He's, he's not... Um, not adept on that going, but there's a race in Fl- at Flemington on the same day, the 1st of October. If we didn't have a, a decent track here, I could take him there. Okay. And Stockman, happy enough that Stockman yesterday? terrific. Yeah. yeah. He was never going to win on that track. You yeah. Know? Even with the scratchings, he's a, he's a get-back, you know, run-on horse. But I thought he, I thought his last furlong there, a bit like last start, was, was very good. He closed off well, and he's on track to go to the Kingston Town in two weeks' time. Fantastic. And will you get a chance next Sunday to go to South versus the Roosters at Allianz? Um, to be honest, those big high pressure games, particularly in Sweden, I kind of like to be in my lounge room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> too nervous. Something, something a bit more comfortable about being in my own lounge room. So, uh, yeah, fair enough. Well, good luck with the Rabbitohs. Good luck with Eduardo Stockman, Private Eye, and the rest of the team this spring, Joe. Great to see Ed back yesterday, and hope for talking to you again during the spring. Great, thanks very much, Ray. There's Joe Pride, trainer of Eduardo. Richard Callender, join us. Rich, good morning, and. I'll reiterate my point. I don't know if you heard it, Rich. I love seeing these older horses like the Eduardos and the Zakis and the Knights Orders, horses we're familiar with, um, coming back and just keep on keeping on. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Bulldog. You're spot on. It's in all sports. Uh, the new kids on the block, they all want to challenge the old boys and uh, their time will come. But unfortunately, at the moment, uh, Eduardo's just too good. And uh, yeah, look, uh, if, I, if I had my way, I'd love to see Eduardo win an Everest. Uh, I, I think he deserves it. He's, uh, he's been there. He hasn't dodged nature's trip. He hasn't dodged anyone. He turns up. He fronts up. He races on speed. Now, he's what we wanted a champion. And uh, yeah, I'd love to see him win. Exactly, yeah. Um, nature Strip was crowned Horse of the Year last night, deservedly so, defeating Very Elegant. I think he's the first horse to, to regain it, as distinct from retain that title, which is an extraordinary achievement. Rich, we've been waiting for this so-called changing of the guard with the sprinters for three or four years now. Eduardo and Nature Strip, they're not going away, mate. Yeah, they're not, aren't they? Uh, nature Strip will... Um the funny thing is, when I saw him at Royal Ascot, I, I remember saying, saying to a couple of people around me, I don't think I've ever seen him look this good in Australia. So His coat, maybe, his coat, maybe, Rich. His coat was yeah, amazing. Incredible, didn't he? You mm. were there, Ray. He just looked incredible. Um, he looked good the other day. It's going to be one hell of a race, but we know that nature's driven. What, what Joe just said and Nash said was about the planets aligning this year. Well, nature's driven. On grand final day, he seems to be there at his best on grand final day. Mm. So, um, look, we're, we're blessed to have a couple of great sprinters. Um, the track will play a part in it. Yesterday's track was as much as, you know, want to say it. We love Sydney Racing. It was a joke. Um, most disappointing. Uh, rail out seven metres. Um, I know a lot of blokes, big punters, they, they stopped betting after four races. And it, that's what surprised me. The money that come for Ice Bath, the money that come for Andermatt, um, I'm not saying it after the race. I said it yesterday on the television. Just surprised you mm. when the money was coming for horses that were not going to be in the ideal position. Rich Zaki versus Animo. The possibility of that unfolding at the George Main Stakes. I think in two weeks. Which horse do you think James McDonald will ride? Yeah, it's going to be interesting, um, Bulldog, isn't it? Uh, James got to make the decision. Um, one horse has been great to him. The next horse, oh, look, I've just got a feeling he might go with Enemo, but uh, that's up to that's up to James, mate. Unfortunately, Bulldog, I, I'd love to lock it in. 
I think James and his team will obviously sit down. I look at the weather pattern. I look at what the rail position is going to be, which is disappointing. You've got to look at that nowadays mm. in racing because we had it at Rose Hill. We had it yesterday, you know. Um, if the race was on yesterday, Zaki would have been enema the way the track played. But you know, what's going to happen on uh, the big days, that'll be up to James. But I think you'll go with Enema. Yeah, no, it'd be interesting. Both horses in great form. What did you make of Zaki, Rich? Yeah, I thought he was good. Um, the, the, the way the track played, he got the favours. I thought Regan Bayless on Nimmer League was terrific, like Hugh Bowman on Willinga Beast. Um, the way the tracks, they, they went forward, they put themselves, they gave themselves a chance to win the race. But um, yeah, look, Zaki, he did what he had to do. He got it in the right spot, he raided, he quickened. Uh, I thought Ice Bath was outstanding yeah. to come from where she did. But um, Benno was got, good, Rich. Benno was good. Yeah, Benno was terrific. Mm. Yeah, I think you'll find there'll be a lot of good runs um, that you, uh, that'll be put to bed that you think, oh, they were disappointing, and they'll come out and blow them away next start because they got back in, in the way the track was playing, had no chance. I think Dino wants to chime in now. Dino, are you there? Yeah, sorry, Rob. Just having a couple of issues with. Our He's in a spot of bother, IT, I think. Right, that's right. And you know me, Ray. <laughs> it and me do not go together. Can one you imagine this, Rich? Can you imagine the great you know man what? away from home trying to work out how to use this, well, this system? I've got plugs everywhere. I've got cords going everywhere. I'm standing on one leg <laughs> with my arm in the air. Also, I can hear Richie Callender. How am I going? Well, all, all we heard was you saying that you got some you got some issues, and Ray and I kind of shook our heads. And said, yeah, he's pretty right about that. <laughs> Hey, uh, Rich, Father's Day today, mate. What are your lovely girls got planned for you, do you know? Uh, well, uh, I'm sitting here. I can see both my daughter's bedroom doors are, uh, are closed. One daughter's already sent, sent the message, which she sends me every morning, every Sunday morning. Can you keep it down? Um, <laughs> when I say, oh, I do like, oh, Ray. She doesn't like when I say that too loud. Um, no, we'll, go, we'll duck over and see Kenneth, me boy. Yep. Um, and uh, I'm thinking the girls... If uh, if it goes to plan, Ray, I'll be getting a bottle of juke for Father's Day. Well, enjoy it, mate. Um, uh, happy Father's Day to you. Wish Kenny all the best. Thanks for joining us, Rich. And we've got plenty to talk about right through the spring. Look forward to catching up you next Sunday. No, definitely. Can I finish with my joke, Ray? Yeah, fire away, my friend. You wouldn't believe it. Bulldog Ray said him with a sworn and what rhymes with orange? I said, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> it's about time to bring some class and dignity to this show, Dino, because we're struggling badly here. Good morning, Tan. Gee, that was worth waiting for, wasn't it? <laughs> we had to do Sit something. eight a... minutes of Rich to get that at the end. <laughs> it was worth it, though. I like him. You think so? Oh, I do. I love these dad jokes. <laughs> oh, I digress. Racing today, New South Wales. Is it Tamworth Gundagai? OFF yeah, is off yesterday, was it? Called um, Maury Cup was obviously at Maury. Had to get moved to Tamworth. So in today's Sunday Telegraph, um, look, you will find the form guides have Maury. But that was because the decision to transfer the meetings came so late. Um, after five o'clock, we couldn't go back on those pages. Editorial around the Maury Cup has been changed for Maury Cup at Tamworth. So I just want to make that point. Maury Cup is at Tamworth this afternoon. So hold the presses mm. is, we couldn't do is it. a fallacy. Yeah. For, <laughs> cer- a for certain pages, it's hard to explain, but for certain pages, it's difficult to go back on them, if that makes any yeah, sense so at all. Yeah, there's so much information on, anyway, on the yeah. tab form guide. Yeah. And we'll look at the Sunshine Coast in okay. Queensland. Starting with Tamworth, the weather is overcast. The track is a heavy 10. The rail is out five metres from the 900 to the 300 through the remainder, and there are 35 scratchings. From race one, take number one, Mr. Dupridge. 
three, Barnsbury. Eight, Flying Foxy and 12, Yorker. One, three, eight and 12. Race two, number one, Comonic. Four, Sequise. Six, Hampton Cove. And eight, Diamonds Galore. One, four, six and eight. Race three, take out nine, Tim Star. And 13, Sun Chaser. Nine and 13. Race four, number eight, Cliff Singer. 12, Milagro. 13, Beyond Tastic and 14, Press Freedom. 8, 12, 13 and 14. Race 5, number 1, Bulletin. 4, Comonic. 5, Elusive Eagle and 7, Vertical. 1, 4, 5 and 7. Race 6, number 2, A Guinea. 4, Individualist. 5, Ogram. 10, Pahang. 11, Ready Made Doll. 12, Jackal and the Emergency 17. 2, 4, 5. 10, 11, 12, and 17. From race 7, number 1, Wild Rocket. 2, Aesop's Fable and the Emergency 15. 1, 2, and 15. And out of race 8, number 1, Chestnut Scaffer. 2, Piermont. 3, Incomparable. 9, Fitzroy Boy. 12, Barry's Lane. 14, Epta Wins. And the Emergency 16. 1, 2, 3, 9, 12, 14, and 16 from race 8 at Tamworth. The Sunshine Coast, the weather is fine. The track a heavy eight. The rail out four metres the entire course and 38 scratchings. From race one, take numbers one, two and four. One, two, four. Race two, numbers three, four and eight. Three, four, eight. Out of the third, numbers five, seven and eleven. Five, seven, eleven. Race four, three, nine, twelve, thirteen, sixteen. Emergencies 19 through to 21. 3, 9, 12, 13, 16, 19, 20 and 21. To race 5, take out 1, 3, 5, 7, 9, 16, 17 through to 20. 1, 3, 5, 7, 9, 16, 17, 18, 19 and 20. Race 6, numbers 1, 2 and 7. 1, 2 and 7. From the 7th, take out 3, 4, 6, 12 and 15. 3, 4, 6, 12 and 15. And race 8, numbers 3, 4 and 10. 3, 4 and 10 from race 8 at the Sunshine Coast. And the pressure's on, Ray, because all your three tips came off last Sunday. Oh, the pressure is on now. The pressure yeah. is on. Hey, Tan, you know, yesterday at Hawkesbury, Father's Day slewed in race 4. You did tell me that last yeah. night. How yeah. that's how cute is that? Yeah, one of our um, listeners has just reminded me on SMS. And also, Tan, a quick dad's joke from Peter. I went to a psychiatrist yesterday. She told me I had a split personality and charged me 400 bucks. <laughs> I gave her 200 and said, get the rest off the other idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I like them. I know Very they're good. bad. That's Very from Peter. Good. Tips today. Uh, Maury, race two, number five, small town. Into race six, number one, Roussos. And in the Maury Cup, of course, at Tamworth today, race seven, number nine, Ah uh, Well. Listen to Dino and Ray on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Here's the 8 o'clock news. Hello, I'm Sarah Wombey. The Victorian Government has accepted all the recommendations of a damning review that laid bare the scale of the state's triple zero crisis. The long-awaited report confirms 33 deaths were linked to the issues at Esther, with some calls going unanswered for more than an hour. The Age has confirmed a house fire in Werribee in November that killed four siblings aged 1 to 10 is among 40 cases highlighted as a potential adverse event. The government says since August, 93% of calls are being answered on time. 
People in northern New South Wales are being urged to stay away from beaches with a severe weather warning in place for damaging winds and surf. A low-pressure system bringing rain to the east coast is expected to ease today, but flood watches remain in place where flood-hit communities are once again facing the risk of flash flooding. Jason Sims from the State Emergency Service has told the ABC residents need to be on alert for flooding. It's important for people living in those areas to just be mindful not to drive into any swollen creeks or rivers, particularly any roads. You're not really sure what's at the bottom of those roads. The Queensland government are hoping to recruit more teachers amid increasing staff shortages. Hundreds of people have flocked to Brisbane for a teacher's career fair which aims to provide opportunities for people looking to work in the sector. The state's Education Minister Grace Grace says more than 6,000 new teachers are expected to be employed in Queensland by 2024. Last time we had a rural Teach Queensland Careers Fair, um, we walked out with 150 new teachers that have already got a job when they walked out from that um, fair. NASA has been faced with another setback postponing its test launch to the moon. Artemis 1 may have to wait until October for liftoff after a fuel leak delayed its maiden journey. NASA Administrator Senator Bill Nelson says it will go when it's ready. We don't uh, go until then and especially now on a test flight because we're going to stress this and test it uh, and test that heat shield uh, and make sure it's right before we put four humans up on the top of it. A group of army personnel is cycling from Toowoomba to Melbourne to honour a colleague with cancer. Officer Kenneth Leggett is undergoing treatment for brain cancer and will join the cyclists on the last leg of their more than 2,000 kilometre trek. The riders are hoping to raise $100,000 for charity. And this Father's Day, the Antarctic Science Foundation is celebrating one of nature's most exceptional dads. Emperor penguins spend more than two months in incubating their eggs, keeping them safe from the Antarctic winter. But Foundation Chief Executive Andrew Kelly says there are concerns climate change could be putting the world's best dads at risk. The thing that our researchers are looking at is how ice shelves are changing the the space where emperor penguins breed because through climate disruption we want to know whether or not the species will be viable in in the longer term. This is Air News. The Cowboys have thrashed the Panthers 38-8 in the NRL. North Queensland could finish the regular season in second place if the Knights beat the Sharks today. Wins also to the Dragons and Titans. In the women's match, the Broncos smashed the Titans 22-4. Geelong has celebrated a 78-72 win over Collingwood. Fremantle too good for the Bulldogs, winning by 13 points. The Crows, Cats and Bulldogs posted wins in the AFLW. Zimbabwe Subway have pulled off one of the biggest ODI upsets in recent memory, shocking Australia with a three-wicket win after Ryan Burl's maiden five-wicket haul on a history-making day that also saw Mitchell Stark set a new world record. Leonie Kay reports. After being outclassed in the opening two matches, 
Losing by five wickets and by eight wickets, Zimbabwe's response in the third ODI was emphatic with the ball, bowling out the hosts for 141. Zimbabwe reached seven for 142 after 39 overs. It was Australia's lowest ever score against Zimbabwe and the first time in 33 ODIs that the Chevrons had claimed all 10 Aussie wickets in the format. Mitchell Stark became the fastest man to reach 200 ODI wickets and eclipse a 23-year-old benchmark. Leonie Kay, Air Sport. And the Springboks took down the Wallabies 24-8 to at the new Sydney Stadium. Australian Independent Radio News. Sky Sports Radio, number one in racing. Heard throughout the state, including Burke, 96.1 FM. Finlay, 87.6 FM. Kalkan, 92.5 FM. And Broken Hill, 100.5 FM. It's on the game. The renowned Big Sports Breakfast Grand Final Lunch. This year, Clarkie, Loz, Jamie and yours truly, Jared Middleton, are heading to the Grand Pavilion at Rose Hill Racecourse, Wednesday, September 28th, where the midweek Rose Hill races will be in full swing. Don't miss an afternoon of big laughs, good food and even better company as you mingle with NRL and racing royalty. And of course, you may even get a winner or two with help from our Sky Racing tipsters. Plus, we'll preview Saturday Tab Epsom Day. Get your tickets now at australianturfclub.com.au. Heads up, punters, the Sticky and Smoky crew are at it again, but this time it's all about the Supercars Big One. Sticky Wings and Smoky Barbecue are giving you and a mate the chance to win a VIP experience for two at this year's Bathurst 1000 with full weekend hospitality packages, grid walk, track lap and accommodation included. To enter, simply go to stickywings.com.au or smokybarbecue.com.au and register your details. And make sure you keep an eye out for Sticky and Smoky in your local IGA. Supercars never tasted so good on sky sports radio the traffic report journey to middle earth with the brand new series the lord of the rings the rings of power watch on prime videos start your 30-day free trial with prime video today sydney's northern beach is in manly there's a running event at the corso at manly beach expect delays for sydney road and pitwater road watch out for pedestrians around the area as well watch out for delays through ramsgate beach reports of an incident for the grand parade southbound at ramsgate road get 20 dollars off at coles this father's day when you spend 250 dollars online and September 6th, head to coles.com.au and use code VALUE20. T's and C's apply. I'm Andrea Pinomo, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather. We'll start with Sydney showers about today for Father's Day, a top of 18 degrees. Melbourne, cool, cloudy and 14 degrees. Brisbane, partly cloudy and 21. Over in Perth, showers increasing a top of 21 degrees. Sorry, Adelaide, partly cloudy and 16. Hobart's got a shower or two, a top of just 13 degrees. It is sunny in Darwin. It always is a top of 33 degrees in Darwin. And for the nation's capital, Canberrans waking up to a party. Partly cloudy Sunday, a top of 15. Serena Williams. Serena will take one final bow. Robot 
Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show, our second hour. Very shortly, Peter Peters will join us to talk NRL. Timmy Clark will join us a little later after his big wins on Knights, Order and North Star Lass. The league super quiz, I've forgotten the score, Dino. Um, after last week's rort, one of our listeners, Dino, said that that was so low that the show had plumbed to all-time lower steps. Lower than a submarine, Dino. <laughs> and that's a pretty hard challenge to actually achieve, right? <laughs> Given think... the the levels that we reach every Sunday morning. What is the score check now after that rort from last I don't week? know. We might have to get Wayne to text in, but it was for five, seven points last week, I think. So I so think five, I might have got No, five and a bonus point. So you would have picked up six, yeah. Because I know I won because I uh, <laughs> had some involvement, yeah, some, some minor involvement, I might add, in the questions, Ray. Def- uh, funny about that, seriously. One of the biggest rorts of all time. Jared Daffy will join us with a life lesson. I'm sure he'll have a dad joke for us as well. And Phil Moss will talk the world of football. Dino, want a couple of dad jokes? Go for it, Ray. Howdy, boys. What do you call a female standing between two soccer goalposts? Go on. Annette. <laughs> That's from Michael. These are getting worse, Ray. <laughs> what do you call a woodpecker without a beak? A, a headbanger? <laughs> Gary from Musclebrook. We haven't had anyone, Ray, we haven't had any embarrassing moments from fathers at sporting events. I thought that would take off this morning. We haven't, but the Father's Day joke's good. I'll, two more before we go to Zorb. Um, hey, Ray and Dino, jokes as follows. I've just seen a burglar kicking in his own door. He must be working from home. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm making a documentary about planes. Currently, we're filming the pilot. That's from <laughs> And Tom's chimed in. Ray and Dean is Buzz's dad joke is Dallium top 10 in his column today. There are 11 names. Regards, Tom. Haven't seen that. Got to look at the paper there. Time for Zorba, I think, Ray. Okay. Dad jokes are beginning very, very ordinary. Fair enough. Well, for all our listeners, you've got a chance to win an NRL watch of your choice. Just listen during Zorba's segment coming up. We'll ask a question at the end about what Zorba has said, and you could win an NRL watch of your choice. Said and said have been in the jewellery business for 35 years. Um, uh, the ha- handmade jewellery, remodelling, repairs, also corporate products. ZNZ Jewellers at Westfield at Hurstville. They do a great job. A ZNZ Watch NRL club of your choice to be won when we listen to the great man who joins us now. Dino, Peter Peters is on the line. Zorb, good morning. Morning, Romans. Uh, happy Father's Day to you and um, uh, to you, Bulldog, and your puppies. Yeah, good, happy Father's Day <laughs> you, to kid. you too, um, Zorb. And uh, what do you got planned for the day, Zorb? Uh, just a nice family lunch, mate. Yeah, good on you. We well, enjoy it, So far, it's been a terrific weekend of football. Hey, Zorb, could I just take you back firstly to um, Friday night, Allianz Stadium, Roosters versus South. Terrific game, semi-final intensity. A couple of injuries. So both clubs um, have got some issues going into next Sunday's return match, but it was a fantastic event, Zorb. Yeah, it was. And uh, the new Allianz Stadium, I feel, is going to make the Roosters a juggernaut in the NRL. And I think the Roosters now can join the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Eels and the Storm with a huge financial advantage in the NRL. The Roosters' sparkling new home will be a money magnet for the Bondi boys with money no longer available for suburban grounds. The rich clubs are simply going to get richer and the NRL needs to now 
work out ways of how they can inject money into suburban grounds. Otherwise, we're going to have a real break in the competition. Um, Friday's opening of the new ground simply highlighted the growing gulf between the have and the have-nots in the NRL on the field. Um, it's a bit different at the moment, but, um, you know, when you look at those huge corporate and membership facilities available now for the Roosters, it's no wonder that South Sydney see the benefits and want to jump in for their slice of the pie. But um, the Roosters look like they're going to try and hold them out. Zorb, I, I fear, and I hope that I'm wrong, I fear that you know one day we might go down the Melbourne model where all games are played out of a couple of stadiums. We, we don't want that. We love our suburban grounds, but you know, if the grounds aren't given any, any love or any funding, well, eventually they're going to have to close. They just won't be safe. You're right, Bulldog. I, I, I think the NRL, I mean, they're buying restaurants and hotels, and I think they've got to look at somehow injecting money themselves into suburban grounds. It may take some time, but I think they have to do it. Otherwise, they're going to have a very much lopsided um, competition uh, in the NRL. Mate, look, I loved, uh, I loved that game on, uh, on Friday night. It looked mm. a spectacular place to go to. Uh, I'm sure the fans um, are going to be a bit different uh, next Sunday when the Roosters play Souths in a sudden death semi-final. There'll be, there will be lots more South Sydney supporters there and you won't hear that constant booing for Latrell Mitchell, which came out of the mouths of the uh, um, the Roosters fans on uh, on Friday night. Like, this will be a, um, a race to the ticket box and... Uh, Nobody beats South Sydney in that department. They have 31,000 members, and uh, you expect them to uh, stampede their way to the ticket boxes or on the phone to get their tickets this week. Mm, exactly. Um, what about last night, the Cowboys 38, Penrith 8, and that was always going to be the case given that Penrith rested 12 first graders. What's your take on that, Zorb? Well, I think it's the worst hit out that um, the Cowboys could have had. I mean, it's like beating your mother in a in a in a wrestling match. It's um, it's just too easy for them, and they played a uh, a pretty brave Penrith reserve grade side, and the Cowboys. It was a romp in the park against Penrith um, last night, but that could come back to haunt them uh, in week one of the finals. Now, if Cronulla beat Newcastle, as we all expect today. The Cowboys are off to the Shire, which will be bursting at the seams. Mm. Support that will be heard right across Botany Bay. Um, Ex-Sharks players Chad Townsend and Val Holmes will know what to expect, uh, and they'll be drumming that into their teammates. But a lot of those players haven't played finals football at the Cowboys. Same at the Sharks too. But I think the Sharks will really build into something on the back of their great defence, second-best defence in the comp. I expect them to uh, ambush the Cowboys. I uh, I can't see the Cowboys winning this competition, and I might end up with egg on my face. I have plenty of times, but um, it's a tough place to uh, to play points bet stadium, particularly if there's rain and wind about. It can be very difficult. Both teams have been consistent all season, but I expect the Sharks' defence to frustrate the Cowboys. And up at the foot of a mountain, well, the three sisters going to rock with the intensity of para versus. Mm. Uh, uh, Penrith, what a game this is going to be. Those big boys from Parramatta, they really fire up when they play uh, the Panthers this week. Well, twice this year, can they make it three times in a row against a fresh Panthers side? 
clearly back for Penrith. Penrith to lead them. Him and um, his uh, partner in crime in um, in Luai against uh, Brown and um, and Moses will be a spectacular clash. It's going to be a, a great game there on Friday night to start off the series. Zorba, who wins the Dallium medal? Well, look, I reckon it's down to two. Um, and I think Ben Hunt is almost over the line. But if Nico Hines has a blinder today and grabs three points in uh, in that game down at um, uh, down at points bet against... Uh, oh, sorry, up in Newcastle against the Knights, uh, then I think he can... Um, he can maybe even tie or uh, or just jump past Ben Hunt. But, gee, Hunt has been fantastic in a pretty disappointing uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons side, which have won their last three games. And um, they showed um, plenty of fight yesterday to beat uh, the Broncos, who have fallen off a cliff from fourth out of the final eight. So, um, yeah, I think Hunt or... Uh, or um, Nico Hines, uh, definitely a number seven. Yeah, Broncos losing six their last seven well, after being in the top Broncos. four. Sorry, Zorp. We saved till last. This yeah, weekend. yeah. Far away, Zorp, yeah. Matt Feeguy try. Is that our fantasy name, Feeguy? That's pretty close. Minute. The Dragons winger, yep. Yeah, fantastic try at Togra against mm. Brisbane. He beat seven or eight players on his way to the trial. It was nine, Zorba. Nine players passed and through. Wow. Incredible. And then Val Holmes. It's taken him some time. I mean, we waited almost a year for him to show the form that he showed in the NRL before he went off on that stupid stint to join the um, the uh, New York Jets, which was never going to happen um, for him. Um, Ill-advised there, but by oh, my word, he's come back in, in devastating form now, and he has to go away with, with uh, Latrell Mitchell as the Australian centres mm. for the World Cup. But the try that he scored in the 54th minute um, was just incredible. Uh, a length of the field try, beautiful passing, speed, um, timing, everything involved. It was uh, it was special stuff. Exactly. Hey, um, Zorb, Seagull Jeff says, Hi, Ray and Dino. Can you ask Zorb about two things that were in the news today? Des Hasler's future and Scott Penn being approached to sell the club. Can you comment on either either there, Zorb? Well, I understand there has been no... Money bid. There's been no mention of any price, and uh, the Seagulls are not for sale, um, according to Scott, the uh, chairman of the Seagulls. So that'll settle that one. Um, on the other side, uh, I mentioned last week that there were some issues that need to be settled at, um, at, at at the Seagulls, and that has been highlighted today in a um, in a feature story in the, in the Sunday Telegraph, where three. Of their top journalists have combined in a um, investigation into what is happening at Manly, and I can't add any further than that. Except I will say this: that um, maybe Jesse was KO'd from within on uh, on uh, the game on Friday night against the Bulldogs. It was a strange twist um, and, a, and, a, and a mighty first 80 minutes in the NRL in atrocious conditions for a young fullback, um, and I don't think it's helped. Um, the besieged Manly coach, Des Hasler. Um, he's a junior star, KO Weeks. He's been benched all season, waiting for an opportunity at fullback. Um, players have been put out of position to play fullback, like uh, Ruben Garrick and Tolu Kola, before this kid got an opportunity in the last game of the season. 
He's got sprinters in his backside <laughs> waiting for an opportunity at fullback. His time was restric- restricted to a couple of eight-minute gigs, um, one eight weeks ago against uh, St George Illawarra and another one uh, last week before he got a uh, chance in a mini typhoon at a, co- a core stadium. Uh, and to make things more difficult for the kid, in the conditions, the NRL master bomber, Matt Burton, was in the opposition. And Weeks was superb until he dropped one bomb late in the game. But he had he had run for an incredible 250 metres and showed his class. And um, a lot of questions have been asked as to why the kid didn't get a crack Um He's been in the pathway system for years. He's an obvious talent, and he had to wait till the last round to get a go. Mm, no, it's interesting. Hey, Sorb, I do want to get your early thoughts on the finals next week, but first we have two games to complete the home and away season. This afternoon, Newcastle take on Cronulla. A lot at stake here for the Sharks, so win away, <clears throat> and they get that home final if they can finish second. They need to beat Newcastle. And then the Tigers take on the Raiders at 4.05pm. Your thoughts on both games, Orb? I can't see um, Craig Fitzgibbon's side falling at the last hurdle. They look too together. They look too focused. Their defence is the second best in the league. Um, and um, and I think they'll win by 13-plus today in a, in a good, sharp hit-out um, for them uh, before they go to the finals. The Knights are capable of, um, of, of matching it with them for... A fair part of the game, but I think in the end the Sharks will be too strong. So them to win by 13 plus, mm-hmm. and obviously Ricky Stewart's Canberra side limbering up for the finals and a hit out there against the West Tigers, uh, albeit at a hard place to win at uh, at Leichhardt Oval. And who knows? We're talking about grounds being upgraded. Um, there's some talk, but this could be um, one of the final uh, curtains at uh, like the great old ground yeah. uh, with council not supporting any. Uh, move to uh, to improve it. So let's hope it's not. It's a lot of um, uh, a lot of memories for a lot of people at that game, mm. at that ground. For me, two broken jaws there. I love the place. Two broken jaws. There you go. Yeah, out of like a tough place to play in those days. And yeah. The ground ran in a different direction to what it does now. But um, look, looking forward to next weekend, Penrith versus Parra to kick it off. Cronulla versus North Queensland. Only the venue remains... Um, I've decided there to either be at Point Spent or up there in Townsville. I think if it's in Townsville, the, the North Queensland Cowboys can win. But if it's in Cronulla, I'm going for Cronulla to win. Mm-hmm. Melbourne to beat Canberra in uh, in Melbourne, although they've got a lot of players out. And the Roosters versus South Sydney. I wouldn't be surprised if South turn the tables in this one if Cameron Murray is allowed to play. He w- went off and they, they in the opening minute of the game on Friday night with an HIA. Let's hope he's cleared. And it looks like Joey Mann, who's a star for uh, the Roosters, will be out of this one. And I don't think they can replace Manu. Depth that they've got. And they, they all play a great team game there at the Roosters. But um, I can see South Sydney bouncing back and winning this one. Yeah. Who'd you tip in Penrith Para on Friday night? So? Raymond, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Penrith, fresh, to... Reverse everything that they've um, experienced against Parramatta this year. Home ground, packed house, full of Penrith fans. It'll, it'll if the weather stays like it is and it's supposed to, uh, it'll be cold and wet, and um, it'll uh, it'll set the scene for a great game. But mm. Penrith to win that one, close game. A question for Zorb and for Dino, boys. Penrith are a dollar thirty-five. Power at three twenty-five. 
two-horse race, gentlemen? Oh, look, they're big odds for Para after winning two games this year, but I can't see anyone beating Penrith three times in one season. But um, Brad Arthur seems to have the key, doesn't he? Mm. Dino? Zorb, did, did you agree with Ivan resting his entire side? I know they don't the right, and there is no right nor wrong in his decision. I just wonder, though, whether it can help momentum... You know, do the, does the week off help? Can it sometimes hinder? I, I just wonder whether it was the right decision to rest every single player. It was a gamble, Bull Rock, no doubt mm. about that. And um, it's a gamble that I haven't seen before in the game to that extent, to, to rest so many players. What about Penrith Depth, though? They beat, um, I think it was North Sydney um, in, um, in the uh, reserve grade uh, yesterday. Um, so that was virtually their third side. Uh, um, coming out and playing, and gee, they've got some depth. But mm. uh, look, I agree with you to a point. But I think Ivan is uh, is a uh, a really smart coach, and he he knows his players. They he would have he would have known about this a long time out, made the decision, and they've been trained accordingly, like a like a horse for the um, for the Melbourne Cup. I think he's uh, he's done a great job, Ivan Cleary, in um, in, in a, at a time when. Um, when he hasn't been in the best of health, he still managed it. Um, got a great coaching team there, and I, I, I think they'll be ready. Okay. I think Penrith are specials to take out the premiership again, and they have to because they won't be the side um, after this year's grand final uh, if they make it um, in the future. Mm-hmm. Hey, so before I let you go, a couple of SMSs. No name on this one. Zorba, were those broken jaws you mentioned courtesy of Terry Randall, your teammate? Uh, one was. Okay, yeah. Yeah, one was from Terry Randall, and the other one, um, uh, I'm not sure. Um, I, uh, I I woke up in a hospital and um, and uh, didn't know too much about that one. No, fair enough. And Bob from Tamworth. Hi, Ray and Bulldog. What do you call Peter Peters in a canoe? Uh, come on. <laughs> a paddle pop. A what? A paddle pop. <laughs> Dad's jokes, they're terrible, but we love them. Hey, Zorb, happy Father's Day, mate. Really appreciate, as always, your thoughts on a Sunday morning. We'll talk next week. Lemonade paddle pop, please. (laughs) Go on, yeah. There's Pete. Happy Father's Day. You too, Zorb. All the best. There's Peter Peters talking all things NRL. Hey, um, Dino, Steve from Rudy Hill, he's just thought of this now. Why are Bulldogs tips so bad? He can't decide on home and away. Ah, very good. <laughs> like it. And before we go to a, like a quick break, um, Wayne has let us know 23-16 is a super quiz score. I'm back, baby. You're back in the ball game. We'll take a quick break and coming up next, Tim Clark. The putters panel. Born a king, race three, number one. I think it's the best bit on the program there. Won a similar race two runs ago in Sydney with five kilos over the limit. It's got three and a half kilos over the limit the next time it runs in a similar race. I think it's a weighted cert. Born a king's full of running here for Dylan Givens. And the further they go, the further Born a king pulls away. Born a king by fallings to first light. The putters panel. Friday morning, Racing HQ. Introducing the all-new Kia Niro, available as a hybrid or full electric model. This SUV is designed to cut through, literally. Featuring a Kia First aerodynamic rear pillar design, meaning the wind literally flows through the car. Yes, through the car. The all-new Kia Niro, in hybrid or full electric, designed to cut through, literally.
Kia, movement that inspires. Thinking about your next build or renovation? Wideline Windows and Doors has all the planning tools at your fingertips. Their website is full of inspirational ideas to make your project a success. Advice and tips to get you started, even a colour selector and window planning tool. Plus, free online quotes are returned in 48 business hours. Just upload your plans or tell them what you need. Easy. There's never been a better time to take a closer look at the Wideline Windows and Doors website, www.wideline.com.au. Experience the thrill of racing on Tab Everest Day at Royal Randwick. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country, races back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the Tab app. The Kosciuszko. Tickets on sale now. Entry open in New South Wales residents only. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. Racing New South Wales authorised under New South Wales permit number GOCSC1051. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be Serena if it wasn't Venus. So thank you, Venus. She's the only reason that Serena Williams ever existed. So. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show. Of course, Serena Williams bowing out of the US Open, losing to other Tom Lanovich, uh, six, uh, seven, five, six, seven, six, one, arguably the best female tennis player of all time. Dino has a different opinion, backing, using statistics to back his thoughts. Hey, Dino, just quickly, uh, the special case: Kyrgios and Kokonakis have won their second round doubles match, six four seven six against Gorison and Nishioka. Of course, Kyrgios will play the world number one, Daniel Medvedev, tomorrow morning about 9am our time. Do you think, Ray, some of Serena's behaviour in recent years may slightly tarnish her reputation she can be surly Dino I tell you Jeez, yeah you know. I always remember the, the day I think Naomi Osaka won the US Open two or three years ago mm. and the performance that she put on the court that day in yep. terms of a temper tantrum really uh, took away a lot of the luster mm. that Osaka should have got and deserved to get for winning such a prestigious event and that's just stuck with me for a while Ray I thought that was Poor form that day from Serena. Exactly. Yeah, and I, when, when I did cover Wimbledon uh, back in 2012, Dino, she was chalk and cheese. One day she'd be the most polite um, person at the press conferences, you know, it, but win or lose, sometimes she'd come back in the next day and you couldn't ask her a question. She wouldn't, she wouldn't answer a question. So, um, or when she did, she berated the journalists for asking in a certain way. So uh, she was... Um, is a diva a wrong word, Dino? Well, no, but mm. there also is a pattern that's emerged with all tennis players. Well, sorry, I shouldn't say all. No. With a lot of tennis players in the last twenty years, of them being overhyped. What's the word I can use, Ray, on a nice friendly radio show? Yeah, but then, then you get people like the Federer, you got a and Roger Federer, the, and the Nadals, and um, and even Andy Murray, and people like that who were just terrific at press conferences. So yeah, I don't know. Hey, Daniel, just quickly, just before, big heads. Yeah, fair enough. Before we go um, to our next segment, just the Z and Z question: Who did Zorba say should join Valentine Holmes and Latrell Mitchell 
in the centres for Australia. Call now on 1353 53 or SMS 0419-767272 if you know the answer. Who did Zorba say should join Valentine Holmes and Latrell Mitchell in the centres for Australia? Um, $1.35 Penrith, $3.30 Parramatta. Two-horse race as a punter. You know, I'm almost prepared to have a little bet there, but I can't because obviously it's Penrith. But um, they're too far apart, aren't they, surely? Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you, Ray? Particularly in such a big game, uh, two teams that have finished in the top four. I often wonder, Ray, whether Parramatta players carry the burden of history. You interview them, Ray, mm -hmm. and they say, no, we don't care. It's outside noise. And the fact that we haven't won a comp since 1986 doesn't particularly bother us. But it is in their face. Mm. It's in a lot of stories. It's in a lot of conversations around the bubblers at work and pubs and clubs. It's there for us all. Exactly. You can't yeah. escape the fact that this weight of history is on the shoulders of Parramatta. It's going to break one years. day. It's going to break one It's going to break one day, Ray. You're, mm. you're spot on. Mm. But I'm just wondering, you know, do the players feel it? They claim they don't, but I can't help but think that there is, in big games, that moment where we're thinking, oh, no, mm. are we going to go out the back door yet again? I hope I'm wrong. Exactly. A couple of calls want to have their say. Rod from now is on the line. Dino, Rod, good morning. All right, boys, all right? Yeah, how are you feeling, Rod? Good, mate. That's the way. Yourselves? How's the Sharkies going? I was going to have, I was going to talk about why other teams can't, top five below can't win it. But first of all, what's the go of this bulldog? So... The Roosters and Souths get a longer turnaround than the Sharks, but the Sharks finish high on the table. NRL, pull your head in. See, Nick, ridiculous. Yeah, we had a call before about that, Rod, and I tend to agree. It's, I mean, it's a nuance no in the draw, and there's no perfect system in the draw. No matter what draw you change, someone will have a complaint to make. But, yeah, you, you, look, you're spot on. I think it's a three-day additional turnaround for those two clubs. So, Bert, this is what it is. Anyway, just I'll give my reasons why they Example of state, Melbourne can't win the comp. Mm -hmm. They haven't won from out of the top five ever. Won't happen this year. Roosters, unfortunately, injuries coming. Apparently, Hargraves' hamstring no good, maybe. No Manu. They're running out of numbers. South ain't good enough. Canberra, they're probably the biggest tape out of the lot now because they've got a full squad. People need to realise, top mm. four's there for a reason. Mm. You, go the, you go through the AFL system... And the NRL system are tapping once. Tell you what, you're going on a point. It's a, Rod, you make a good point with the Raiders. And I want to give Ricky Stewart a rap here. Ricky cops a lot. He cops a hell of a lot. He's passionate. Uh, he does get uptight at times. He gets himself wound up. He knows that. But they were gone, the Raiders. They were shot to ribbons six, seven, eight weeks ago. So for him to pull himself together... Uh, serve his one max suspension and then get the Raiders back on track and into the finals, I think it's been a meritorious effort from Ricky. And for all these detractors out there, I hope they sit back and think, you know what? Good on him. He's done a good job this year, despite that constant criticism. Yeah, they're a dangerous side, the Raiders. Our next guest I know loves his rugby league, also rides racehorses pretty well. Dino, Timmy Clark's on the line. Tim, good morning. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, good morning, guys. Yeah, likewise. Hey, Tim, congratulations. A great day yesterday in trying conditions. But firstly, with Knight's order, a Sydney Cup winner, he's first up at, at a mile weight for age in a Chelmsford. You probably think it's not the ideal race for him to come out and win. But with those conditions, and 
he looked to, he, he might have gone to a new level yesterday. I think he did. Yeah, that's right. Obviously, the conditions really brought him into it, and I guess that um, you know, obviously there was a couple of late scratchings as well. So the, the field was made up of a lot of them sort of middle distance type of horses, and you know, he's got uh, you know being first up fresh. He he had the tactical speed to be to put himself in the in the right position, and then uh, he was able to sort of really quicken from the the six hundred and. Uh, really maintain that gallop all the way to the line. So, yeah, really good, strong performance first up. He he ran well first up um, last prep. So uh, he, he's, um, yeah, he's he's going really well. He's, he's come back in good order. I think he had a, didn't have a taxing autumn, although he won the, the Sydney Cup, but he didn't have a taxing campaign, I didn't feel. And he, he sort of, went out on a good note and I think he, they gain Adrian sending the Queensland to, to spell. So he's, uh, he's reaped the benefits of that warmer weather and he's, he's come back in terrific order. A couple of SMSs are a, a similar theme to my next question, Tim. How are horses like Knight's Order and the North Star Lass who you won the Furious Stakes and, ha- and other horses you rode yesterday? How will they come through that run given the track did get down to a heavy 10 and it was testing conditions by the end of the day yeah like them them horses they they seem to handle it well and you know they're you know gay and adrian they're, they're they're really fit leading into it so you'd think that it they they'd come through it okay um north star was having a second run this prep so she was probably looking for 1400 so that that sort of made it a bit of a bit more testing that 1200 yesterday which probably suited us so no i think both horses will We'll bounce through that in in fine order, and um, yeah, looking looking forward to the the next run. But Tim, how much did the track conditions, uh, in your opinion, yesterday help Knight's order? Yeah, they they really brought him into the race. Obviously, he loved that that type of ground. Um, you know, on a, on a dry track over a mile, he, he may not have been able to beat them horses. There might have been a couple there with you know a bit better turn of foot, but not saying that he doesn't go on dry ground, but I think he probably needs to be at a mile and a half. Mm. Um, you know, you know, them sort of horses with turn of foot may have been able to beat him in a in a mile over, you know, with with drier ground. But um, <clears throat> yeah, he relished them conditions. But I think, as I said, it just goes to show that he's come back in such good order, which is which is the most pleasing thing. What about a horse like Converge? Obviously, those conditions didn't suit him yesterday, Tim, but we know how good he is on his day. He's beaten Animo in a Group 1 over the Randwick Mile. Um, how has he come back, and can he be a factor this spring? Yeah, he, he will be. If he, he definitely needs to be on dry ground. We, you know, I wasn't sort of wasn't too surprised that he, he ran like he did when the track got like that. He, I think he's, he's may have ran poorly on a, on a wet track previously, but... Yeah, he um, he just needs top of the ground. and He feels great. The horse has come back terrific. Um, I was, I've been really happy with you know his work, his trials, and everything. But yeah, it's just a matter of just him getting back on onto top of the ground, which I don't know when that's going to be. But hopefully, um, hopefully it's dry on Golden Eagle Day. Mm, um, North Star Lass and little something for Prince Nakoni, Tim. Yeah, no, Ray. He he, he done a good job. Mm. He. Um, yeah, unfortunately, ran into a, a pretty sharp filly there in a highway, so they beat the rest easily, which is always a good sign. 
Um, yeah, it was just unfortunate that that filly bobbed up there and she didn't go to say the the filly's race itself. But uh, he done a good job, and yeah, I'm looking forward to North Star Lasses next couple of runs. Uh, probably a you know I, you know maybe a bit of a bonus for her to be able to get away with one of those races over 1200. Or, you know she's going to be really suited once she gets to 1400 and the the mile of the flight stakes. So I think Gay's won the you know. She's won a hundred of the flight stakes, so she looks like she's got another another leading contender this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just finally, um, Timmy, what's Father's Day hold for you today, mate? Um, a, yeah, a bit of a get together with the family for for breakfast in about twenty minutes. So uh, yeah, tuck into some some brekkie and then um, just spend the day with the girls after that. Fantastic. Well, you've got much more important things to do than talk to us, but really appreciate you coming on on Father's Day, Tim. Congratulations on yesterday's two big race winners, and I hope it sets you up for, for a big spring carnival. No worries. Thanks for the chat, guys. There's Tim Clark, rider of Knight's Order and North Star Lass, who both won well yesterday. OK, it's time to call for the League Super Quiz. So call now on 13.53.53. That's 13.53.53 to be part of the League Super Quiz. Trying to look pepper on takeover target. I remember it's the man's last gallop. It was a bit heavy and he only had the one run. Joe was a bit worried that he's married a bit of condition. I wanted him to have a good hit out. I galloped him and Joe said to me, oh, you didn't give him too much of a squeeze. And then Joe, there was only one more thing he was going to do was either take off. Yeah. And I was like, I said, they don't go any quicker than that. 11am Monday on Racing HQ. Right now at Bing Lee, save up to $500 on selected Bosch cooking appliances. And laundry, Lionel. No, Mum. Cooking. No, Lionel. Both. Who said? Me. I'm the Bosch. What? I'm the boss. So it's the boss's Bosch Bonanza. Yes. Okay, you say. Are you kidding? Save up to $500 on selected Bosch cooking and laundry appliances at Bing Lee. But only for a short time. Bing Lee. Better living every day. HQ Insurance gives you peace of mind with 24-hour fall cover and no excess on life-saving surgery claims, plus optional extended fall policy until the 2024 yearling sales. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more information. Be sure, insure with HQ. Foreign-owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for fair play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne. Experience the thrill of racing on Tab Everest Day at Royal Randwick. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country, races back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the Tab app. The Kosciuszko. Tickets on sale now. Entry open in New South Wales residents only. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. Racing New South Wales authorised under New South Wales permit number GOCSC 1051. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. Does it get through? It is. It's a win for Zimbabwe. It's an historic one. The first time they've beaten Australia in Australia. And what a courageous win. Chakavar, the captain, he's not out. And a superb performance by Zimbabwe. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Uh, welcome back to the show. Yeah, a big win for Zimbabwe by three wickets with uh, 11 overs to spare. Dino, um, Australia won that ODI Series 2-1, but to lose to Zimbabwe in Australia, that's, that's not good. 
Ray, you know I love my cricket. Mm. You do too. Mm. Correct? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Is this the most worthless series I can come across in 20 years? Oh, I know what you're saying, yes and no, but remember there's... Does a... anyone care? I mean, I know well, I love cricket. Please don't get me wrong, but to play Zimbabwe up I know in North Queensland somewhere, with the finals of the winter sports are on, it's absurd. I know what you're saying. There is a T20 World Cup uh, starting in just over a month's time, so they need some cricket to get ready for that. Hence, yeah, that's why New Zealand, are, New Zealand are coming across for playing them on Tuesday. Hey, Dino, um, Juicer Steve's in studio. Just quickly, morning, boys, just a suggestion for you, Ray, to enjoy Father's Day, as I don't see next weekend being anything like it. If Penrith beat Para, Tanya won't be talking to you. If Para win, Tanya won't stop talking. <laughs> So next weekend, you want to hide into nothing, mate. Good luck. That's from Tiger Marty's nailed it, didn't he, Dino? <laughs> do, you, do you sort of have banter during the games or do you go quiet? Is there any little snide comments no, that you know will get a bite? It's virtually nothing is said. It's the funniest thing. Normally, we like to cheer and carry on when our teams play. When they play each other, it's like it's a funeral in our place. No one says anything because I, I don't want to cheer if Penrith score and vice versa, so it's funny. Hey, Dino, producer... If Penrith win, will you gloat? No, no way, no way. No. <laughs> Chicken. I'm too smart for that. Hey, Dino, producer Steve in studio. Coin toss, Dino, fire away. Heads for me, please, Steve. And heads it is, my friend. I'll go player number one, Ray. You might just want to tell me yeah. his name, given I'm not in the studio. Dino, you've got Trent. Trent, good morning. Trent, are you there? Hey, Ray. Hey, Bulldog. How are you, buddy? I'm well, mate. How are you, boys? Happy yeah. Father's Day. Yeah, same to you, lad. Yeah. Yep, and good luck, Trent. Good luck. You're with Dino, mate. Yeah, no, thank Trent, you, let's get into it. Question number one. Which team has made the biggest improvement in 2022 from last year? Uh, had to be the Cowboys, wouldn't it? Correct. Yes. Good Correct. Start. They finished good start. 14th last year on 16 points. This year, they've... Running second at the moment on 30. And all the, and Dino, the knives are out for poor Todd Payton right from the start of the season, weren't they? Hasn't he turned that they around? Were. Yeah. They certainly were. Trent, question number two. Who was the first player sent off in a first grade rugby league grand final? And it's multiple choice. Was it A, Phil Sigsworth, B, Terry Lamb, C, John Lomax? Phil Sigsworth. Well Correct. done, Trent. Yeah, I think that was in 1986 against the, the, Parramatta, the very the grand Canterbury. final we just yeah. discussed. Canterbury. Correct. Yeah. All right, Trent. We're going for the clean sweep here. Question three. Who was the NRL 2020 Rookie of the Year? Was it A, Jemai, Jermaine Asako? Was it B, Harry Grant? Or was it C, Payne Haas? Uh, Harry Grant. Oh, oh wow. genius, Good. Trent. Trent. Three from three. Well, Thanks, good. <laughs> good Ray, start. good luck with yeah. you. Nick's on the line. Nick, good morning. Uh, Ray. <laughs> How are you feeling, Nick? We need we can't afford to make one slip up here. Oh well, mate. Um, uh, that goal was pretty good. Let's go anyway. <laughs> we'll give it a good go. Hey, firstly, happy Father's Day, Nick, and let's oh, hope make a clean thanks. sweep here, mate. Question thanks. number one: Which team has had the biggest drop from two thousand and twenty-one? in terms of their standings on the ladder. Which team had the biggest drop from 2021? Um, you mean the bigger, more places? Or yeah, yeah, as in, um, yeah. Have got more places? Yeah. Oh, gee. Um, oh, 
Spot on, yeah. Actually, the answer was either Manly or Newcastle. Both fell seven places, effectively. So, yep. well done. Uh, Nick, good solid start. Question number two is multiple choice. Who captained Canterbury-Bankstown to their famous 1980 grand final victory? Was it A, Greg Bent- Brentnell, B, George Paponis, C, Gary Hughes? Oh, the golden Greg, George. Yeah, George Paponis. Hey, Nick, well done. Here we go. Question number three, multiple choice. This is to tie up the game. Who was the 110th and last inductee into the NRL Hall of Fame? A, was it Ricky Stewart? B, Steve Menzies? C, Danny Badiris? Um, So I had them again, mate? Yeah, A, Ricky Stewart. B, Steve Menzies. C, Danny Badiris. Um, I'll, I'll go Menzies. Oh, bad luck. It was Danny Badiris. Good effort, though, Nick. But, hey, we're back to Trent. I think Trent's still on the line, hopefully is. Hey, Trent, you there? Yes, boys. Hey, happy Father's Day, mate. $100 cash card courtesy of Tab coming your way. Congratulations, Trent. But, hey, mate, stay on the line so Tanya and Steve can get your details and get that cash card out to you ASAP. Happy Father's Day, mate. Thanks, lads. Good on you. Uh, well done. Dino, score check 23-17. Now his life lesson from Jared Daffy. And now, Jared Daffy's life lesson. Jared, good morning. Good morning, team. Life lesson from you, my friend. Why they called stairs inside but steps outside. That's <laughs> very good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and part two, yeah. dad joke. Yeah, dad joke, far away. I only know 25 letters of the alphabet. I don't know why. <laughs> We've had some good dad jokes. <laughs> Jared, you've gone quiet, given my man, Trent, just powered through the quiz. Three from three. No suggesting of anything untoward. Nothing unsavoury. Nothing unprofessional. Not last week. But rather than more. praise, you just go quiet. No, well, I mean, you would... You've, you're in form, you've maintained the form, but I must admit in the pre-post market this morning, you were 100 to 1 to win the, win the quiz today, given where you are. You thought there'd be a fight back? Oh, well, I thought there'd be some cheating. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Jared, and yeah. uh, I've got an SMS from a listener. It says, Dino, see what happens when you don't cheat? <laughs> yeah, but it can't last. That <laughs> so, yeah. no, was an impressive performance by oh. you and your team. Actually, they both were good. Three and yeah. two. So, Trent and Nick, well done. Hey, Jared. Firstly, happy Father's Day. I should have mentioned that at the start, and I hope you have a great day, mate. NRL odds. We've got two games to complete the final round of the home and away season, and you've already got two of next weekend's final matches. We markets have. up. First up today, Newcastle six dollars twenty, Cronulla a dollar twelve, nineteen and a half. And with the loss by the Broncos last night, there's been a major shift in the prices on this West Tigers match. Now they were four dollars or plus thirteen and a half last night. This morning they're two seventy five, Canberra a dollar forty five, that line eight and a half points, and there's been a bit of money for the plus this morning. And the two that we've got up for next uh, next week, Penrith a dollar thirty five. Uh, Parramatta three twenty-five, the line eight and a half, and there's already been some interest in that plus mm. eight and a half, which into a dollar eighty-five, and the Roosters v South, Roosters a dollar sixty, South at two thirty-five, a line of four and a half points. We've got uh, one NRLW match today, Ray, 
Newcastle a dollar twenty four, Parramatta four ten, a line of ten and a half points, and the updated premiership market, Penrith at two twenty five, Parramatta into seven now, Cronulla seven fifty, Melbourne six out to nine, given they've got to go the hard uh, the hard path to the to the title. The Roosters at nine, North Queensland ten, South seventeen, Canberra sixty seven, and if you think that uh, West Tigers can win by what fifty four or fifty five or more, Brisbane fifteen hundred and one dollars. Jared, AFL markets and how are the Swans tracking? Swans are tracking very good, mm. aren't they? Uh, we've got the two matches up for next week. Friday night, Melbourne, who have got some injury concerns, $1.35. Brisbane, $3.20, a line of 18.5. And Collingwood, well, they've got a couple of their own, but they do have the advantage of being at the MCG on Saturday night. They open $1.50 to beat Fremantle at two sixty-five. That line, 12.5 points. And the updated premiership market... Geelong 250, Sydney, who was $6 prior to that uh, epic win the other night. They're into $3.50 now. Melbourne, uh, well, they've, uh, they've got the hard path home. And, of course, they might meet Geelong in two weeks' time should they win. They're 450. Collingwood at 10. Fremantle 16. Brisbane at $26. So fascinating end of the season, but uh, going well, the Swannies. Yeah, and a good, good spot now having that prelim final at the SCG. A uh, couple of matches tonight in the EPL. Jared, what are the latest odds? Brighton, Leicester, and tomorrow morning, Manchester United, Arsenal. We've got Brighton faves here, $1.87, draw three fifty. Leicester 425, uh, but the big one, of course, is Manchester United v Arsenal. This is on at 1.30 a.m. in the morning. Manchester United slight favourites at two fifty, Arsenal at two sixty, and a draw there at three dollars sixty. So plenty at stake there. Arsenal, of course, unbeaten. Man United finding a bit of form, so it should mm. be a ripper. But it's just on at a bad time for me. <laughs> a bit early in the morning. <laughs> and Jared coming in from America will combine both of them the U.S. Open and then, of course, a sport which I love. The NFL starts next week. Got a few matches to come this morning, uh, Dino. Nadal will be up. Against Gasquet very shortly, he's a dollar and five. That'll be followed by uh, Yannick Sinner a dollar thirty-two up against uh, Nakashima at three dollars forty. Uh, our man Nick, he's the mm. outsider uh, tomorrow morning. This will be on, I think, not before nine a.m. tomorrow. He's two dollar fifty outsider against uh, Medvedev at a dollar fifty. As far as the uh, the women's are concerned, obviously all eyes on Tom Lanovic, and she's a healthy price again, two dollars seventy to beat Samsonova. Uh, that one not before eight o'clock tomorrow morning. Samson over a dollar forty-two. So, yeah, we've got uh, a couple well and truly in the mix there. And you're right, the NFL gets underway Friday morning. We've had all of those matches up for well, for several months now. Uh, but to win the title, it is wide open. We've got well, it is every year. But Buffalo Bills not, uh, seven dollars. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Once uh, Tom Brady became unretired. They were 16 beforehand. They're into nine. And the other side that's been back, Dino, the LA Chargers, 26 into 15. So we've got a heap of futures markets open there and obviously all of the first-round markets and, of course, live betting. Uh, same game, multis apply for those. So go and have a look. Yeah, absolutely. Put plenty of bet on. Question without notice, Jared, after Eduardo's win yesterday, changes to the Everest market? Isn't he a good bit of stuff? Yeah, he's great also. Uh, nature Strip, $2.80. Eduardo was $11 prior to yesterday. He's into $8, so he's equal favourite uh, with Marzu. But it's it's incredible that those horses uh, at the top there, that the ages of them both, yet they completely mm. dominate that market. And why not? They're yeah. the form horses. Yep, they're not going anywhere fast. There's no change in the guard just yet. Hey, Jared, appreciate as always. AFL's been fantastic. I know you'll enjoy the next weekend's games, and we'll talk next Sunday. See you, guys.
There's Jared Daffy talking all things sport. Phil Moss joins us after a couple of interesting results overnight. Mossy, good morning. Lead us. Liverpool went from one week scoring nine goals. They couldn't find the net overnight against Everton, nil-nil. Yeah, morning, Ray. Uh, morning, Bulldog. Uh, 21 goals in eight games overnight. So there were plenty of goals, but they certainly weren't going in at Goodison Park. And you can uh, you can thank two things there, the woodwork and some outstanding goalkeeping from Jordan Pickford. He was on fire last night. Allison pulled off a couple of good saves down the other end as well, but a stalemate in the end. In, in what was a really pulsating game, I mean, I know nil-nil draws don't appeal to everyone, and Bulldog may have fallen asleep during it, but uh, there was some <laughs> wonderful football play. Mossy, what about Harry Kane? He came to the rescue for Spurs. No, bite there, Bulldog. I thought I, thought I might have said the... Uh... <laughs> no, Mossy, you know what? I've just got too much respect for you. <laughs> it's a newfound respect, but no bites. Newfound respect. respect. is a two-way street, my friend. Uh, yeah, no, that's right. Uh, Harry, Harry Kane um, continues to break so many individual records with his goal-scoring exploits, but um, he is uh, one of those players that would give them all back for some team uh, silverware. So uh, not, not quite getting there at the moment, but he certainly pulled a rabbit out of the hat for Spurs, and um, he put them 2-0 up, of course. But Mitrovic, I have to say, on a losing team, he scored a wonderful goal for Fulham. It was uh, an incredible stroke, the way he created the space for himself and picked out the top far corner was absolutely outstanding. But Harry Kane got the points for Spurs last night. Yeah, Harry Kane's breaking records, and there's a certain player at Manchester City doing pretty good things as well, Mossy. Arlen, wow. Mm. Uh, what a start to the season. Ten goals in six games. Uh, absolutely remarkable. Uh, two hat-tricks there in the space of two halves of football. He scored a hat-trick in the second half of a game last week and then another hat-trick in the first half of the next game. He was on the score sheet again last night. But Manchester City really made to pay for uh, not taking other chances that they had during the game. So they ended up having to share the spoils with Aston Villa which was a massive, massive point for Steven Gerrard uh, in charge of Villa. He's been under some severe pressure. They haven't had the start to the season he would have liked, but that's a big, big point against uh, a huge team and, and the title favourites. Mossy back home, Sydney FC given a, a, a rocket, I guess you could say, by part-time Oakley Cannons. I oh, love your player words there, Bulldog. <laughs> Absolutely. You like that? Deafening. They were, they were uh, humbled by a, a part-time uh, NPL club in Oakley Cannons and Oakley were very good for the result. They uh, they put Sydney to the sword in the first half, 2-0 up. Sydney came back with a goal from Segacic in the second half but ultimately Steve Corica's men are out of the Australia Cup mm. and it's never nice as an A-League club to be humbled by a, a part-time club. There are some logistical issues of course to state league clubs uh, going into their finals so they're fit, they're firing, they're match fit. Uh, the A-League clubs, of course, are in their pre-season, but still, you would imagine the A-League clubs having too much firepower, but that's the beauty of the Cup, isn't it? We get these Cup upsets, Cup sets, as we like to call them, and uh, it certainly um, stirs the imagination of the footballing public, which is fantastic. It does. Hey, Mossy, stay with us. Our Brisbane listeners, they have to leave for past the post. Uh, for those Brisbane listeners, don't forget, we do have Sam Burgess coming up after the 9 o'clock news, so you can listen uh on the internet. Hey, Mossy, the Matildas lost 1-0 against Canada. Yes, I haven't seen this game. How do they play? Were they unlucky? Were Canada too good? Uh, well, in the end, it was a fair result for Canada. I think Sam Kerr had an early chance in the first half, first five minutes that was uh, saved well by the Canadian goalkeeper. 
Um, and then Canada scored a worldie uh, from a free kick. Fantastic goal um, to put them 1-0 up against the Matildas. 25,000 people at Suncorp Stadium, so a fantastic crowd. And I'm looking forward to watching them in action live on Tuesday night in Sydney at the new stadium there. But uh, ultimately, it's not a result that Tony Gustafsson wanted. This is a huge series for him for the credibility of what mm. he's doing leading into this World Cup. And that's not a result that they would have liked. But the, the performance was fighting. I think we're just used to, before the Gustafsson era, seeing classy performances against the likes of Canada. And, and that's not a game where you would go in with too many fears of the Matildas not winning, uh, whereas now it was a fighting loss. Um, so not brilliant signs, but there were certainly some improvements in the performance. And he obviously had quite a few of the stars back, still a little bit depleted in the lineup. But the uh, the game on Tuesday, critical for the Matildas to uh, to find a win. So that gives the dressing room some confidence. Yeah, let's hope they can do that. Hey, Phil, happy Father's Day to you. And for all the fathers out there listening, happy Father's Day, of course. Can you give us something in a Mossy's multi? Give it a cash in the pocket. Oh, I certainly can. And happy Father's Day to everyone listening in, of course, our one day of the year where we should be spoiled. I'm sitting <laughs> in the car with my son, Nathan, 21 years of age, Woke me up this morning with a uh, Father's Day gift, so that was very there you nice. Go. There you but go. my Father's Day tip is Brighton, just a straight two-leg multi, Brighton into Arsenal to beat Manchester United tomorrow morning. We're paying around about the $5 mark. Yeah, Arsenal had a great start of the season, haven't they? Hey, Mossy, you're flying as always. Happy Father's Day, mate. Enjoy today, and we'll talk next Sunday. Good on you guys. Have a great day. There's Phil Thanks, Moss. Mossy. Phil Moss talking the world of football. Hey, Dino, here's the news at 9 o'clock. Hello, I'm Sarah Warmby. People wanting to study nursing, IT and engineering will be the focus of the federal government's plan to lure more international students. Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill has told The Herald people studying those disciplines will be able to work in Australia for four years after graduating. The government announced a boost to the annual migration rate to 195,000 at the Jobs and Skills Summit. An 18-year-old accused of a stabbing in North Perth has had his charge upgraded to murder. A 17-year-old died in hospital after being stabbed in the chest and spending a week fighting for his life. The man has been refused bail. As many as one in four Australian children are at risk of abuse. This week is National Child Protection Week, which aims to promote the safety and well-being of children. Child welfare advocate Leslie Taylor says child abuse abuse and neglect is preventable. The main form of that reported abuse is emotional abuse, often in the form of domestic and family violence. So that shows us some clear directions about the things that we need to do to make life better for children early in their life. Cases of animal cruelty are on the rise in Victoria. Over 1,700 cases reported last financial year. That's a 15% increase on the previous year. Animal welfare groups say they are being stretched beyond capacity. Thousands flocked to the Brisbane River last night to catch one of the most anticipated events of the year. Siobhan Fay has more. Another spectacular display lights up the Brisbane sky. Dozens of dazzling colours with fireworks ranging from big to bigger. This year's River Fire fireworks were truly one for the books, with thousands taking to Brisbane to catch the show. Kicking off the Brisbane Festival there's still plenty of time to catch the dozens of shows scattered around the city. It'll last until the 24th of September with pop-ups, food events and installations all on the agenda.
Overseas, the death toll from catastrophic floods in Pakistan continues to climb. At least 1,200 people have been killed and one million homes destroyed in the disaster. The country's planning minister, Asha Iqbal, is calling for international aid. He says tens of millions of people have been affected. The scale of devastation is massive and requires immense humanitarian response for 33 million people. For this... I appeal to my fellow Pakistanis, Pakistani expatriates and the international community to help Pakistan in this hour of need. The odds are in favour of UK Foreign Secretary Liz Truss to become the next British Prime Minister. Around 160,000 members of the Conservative Party will vote on Monday for who they want to replace outgoing PM Boris Johnson. The Spectator Australia's Terry Barnes says polls indicate that Miss Truss will take out Rishi Sunak for the top job. By all accounts and all opinion polls that have been run really since it became a two-horse contest between her and the former Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sunak, who showed her in front with the membership. Sunak was in front with the MPs. And the Queen has announced she won't travel to London to appoint the new British Prime Minister. She's also cancelled her usual Highland Games appearance. This is Air News. To tennis and it's day six at the US Open and for his update, his air sports Paul Walsh. It has been a positive day so far at Flushing Meadows for all the favourites with wins to Carlos Alcaraz, Jessica Pegula, Victoria Azarenka, Cameron Norrie and Petra Kvitova all booking places in the fourth round. For the Aussies, the action was on the doubles court where the current Wimbledon champions Max Purcell and Matt Ebden cruised past the American pair of Galway and Lawson in straight sets 6-2-6-2. It was a similar story for the current Australian Open doubles champions in Kyrgios and Kokonakis who also advanced in straight sets. This is Paul Walsh for Air Sport. The Titans finished their NRL season with a 27-26 win over the Warriors. Wins also to the Cowboys and Dragons. Fremantle sent the Western Bulldogs packing 73-60 in the AFL. Earlier, Geelong beat Collingwood 78-72. Cats forward Jeremy Cameron says it was a tight hustle. You know, no one really kicked two, three, four in a row. It was a goal each way sort of type of game and um, they're the ones we want to be part of. You know, it's awesome to come away with the win. In the AFLW victory for Adelaide, the Western Bulldogs and Geelong. In rugby, Australia has gone down to South Africa 24-8. The All Blacks thumped Argentina 53-3 and Canada has beaten the Matildas 1-0 at Lang Park. Australian Independent Radio News. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker? At Drummond Golf... We get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. Foreign-owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for fair play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised by Aussie Fairplay Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne. And here is a champion. Cracksman wins the champion in fantastic style. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. 
Disney and Cameron McIntosh's Mary Poppins is flying out of Sydney this October and final tickets have just been released. Step in time to the Sydney Lyric Theatre only through Ticketmaster. San Susie, a collision on San Ringham Street as crews on site. That's both ways at the Grand Parade. Reports of an incident in Rudy Hill for Rudy Hill Road South northbound approaching Evans Road passing the servo. And in Manly, there's a running event causing delays towards the Corso and Manly Beach for Sydney Road and Pittwater Road in an outbound. Legendary Father's Day sale now on at Barbecues Galore. Save up to 200 on the award-winning Ziggy range, plus gifts for under 30. Barbecues galore. Now you're cooking. I'm Andrea Pinomo, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather. And weather for Father's Day will start in Sydney. Showers and a top of 18 degrees. Cool and cloudy in Melbourne and 14. Brisbane, partly cloudy, 21. Over in Perth, showers increasing and 21 degrees. Adelaide, partly cloudy and 16. Hobart, a shower too, a top of just 13 degrees in Hobart. Darwin, lovely sunny Sunday for Father's Day, a top of 33 degrees. And in Canberra, our nation's capital will be partly cloudy today. And 15. Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the big sports breakfast weekend. And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. Big final hour coming up very shortly. Sam Burgess will talk to us. Be good to catch up to see what the Rabbitoh great is doing. Tanya with the sports update will join us and also Phil Buzz Rothfield a little later in this hour. And, of course, we've got two games to complete the final um, round of the home and away season today. Of course, uh, the Knights take on the Sharks. That's the 2 p.m. game. Then the Tigers take on the Raiders at 4 5 p.m. Both games have significance towards the finals. You know, of course, the Sharks are playing for um, a home final, essentially, and the Raiders, well, they just have to make sure they don't get beaten by 54 points against the Tigers, Dino. Yeah, both games, as you said, Ray, have a small bearing. Uh, you look, you'd think that Cronulla, if they are fair income, Ray, and I believe that they are, they're a very thorough and professional club. They'll get the job done mm. up there against Newcastle, who have had a a dismal season. I reckon the Tigers will come at it like Art Ray and really rip in today. They've got nothing to lose. They want to send their skipper Jimmy Tamo out with some success and they'll take it to the Raiders and I reckon it'll go down to 60-65 minutes before the Raiders get on top. It will be a Canberra win, Ray. I can't see them not winning, but I don't think it'll be the 
stroll in the park that most people are predicting. Exactly. Yeah, no, it would be interesting. Also, Dana, we do have a winner for our Z and Z watch. Um, of course, the question was, who does Zorba say should join Ballantyne, Holmes and Latrell Mitchell in the centres for Australia's World Cup squad? Matthew Fenai has scored that incredible try for the Dragons yesterday. And Michael Casey from Lithgow has won the Z and Z watch. And Dino, he's a Dragons supporter, so he's got his Father's Day off to a good start. It was a great try, that, wasn't oh, it? Oh, sensational. You know what yeah. it reminded me of? And I don't know I'll probably get criticised for saying this. It reminded me of the great Eric Gross yeah, try at the yeah. SCG in 83, how he mm. cut back in from the wing on the angle back toward the posts and just kept going through and past people. It was an extraordinary try. And you know what? I'm glad for Anthony Griffin's sake, Ray. He's copped a lot of flack this year from certain sections of the media that don't want him at the club. Mm. They don't make the finals, Ray. He won't be happy with that. But I think a 12-12 record for the season is a pass mark for a club with a roster that I don't think too many people predicted would reach the finals. Adam and yeah, Ben Hunt's had a sensational season, hasn't he? So he's sort of carried that club. Hey, Dino, our next guest, I know you wrote a story about this um, a little while back. Um, Sam Burgess has got into coaching with the Orara Valley Axemen. Have I got that right, Dino? You certainly have. And what was, he, what was his contract? Uh, the contract for Slam and Sam was base salary. Sam would receive one Garlow's pie, flavour of choice, mm. and one soft drink, flavour of choice, at the completion of each home game, regardless of the result. That's officially in Sammy's contract. So God love him. He's not doing it for the money, Ray. He's doing it for bush footy and his love of footy. Well, whatever he's done, it's worked because he's got his team into the grand final, which I think is this afternoon. You're up there to cover it, aren't you, Dino? Yeah, it's a Group 2 grand Mm -hmm. final, and uh, they're playing South Grafton. Arara Valley will start as the hot favourites. And given Arara Valley, Ray, were out of the comp for two years. Mm-hmm. So Sam's not only come back and got him through to the minor premiership and then the grand final, he's actually brought them back from the dead. So he's done a wonderful job before, of course, he heads back to South Sydney next yeah, season. That's fantastic for Bush Footy. Let's see what he thinks about Bush Footy and their chances this afternoon and indeed the chances of his beloved rabbit hose in the final. Sam Burgess is on the line. Sam, good morning. Good morning, fellas, and happy Father's Day to you both. And happy Father's Day to you, Sam. And can you cap it off with a grand final win this afternoon? Well, that would be ideal, wouldn't it? It's been, uh, you know, regardless of the result today, it's been a, a fantastic year. We've put, you know, the community back, not only the club, but the community back together. Um, you know, the, the club had been out of the competition, as uh, Dean said, for two years. So bringing it all back together, seeing the kids have just been down to the grounds now is kids around kicking the ball on, on the field on grand final day um, before the games start kicking off. So it's um, it's really exciting time. Um, it's, been, uh, it's, been, it's been a great year. Sammy, I'm in Coffs Harbour to come out and see you this afternoon, as you know, but just floating around the town for a day, it's got a real buzz to it. And a lot of people are talking rugby league. They're talking group two and they're talking Arara Valley. Yeah, well, that's, that's right. It's been the case for the year as well. Um, Bulldog, you know, we've... Greg English played for Maxfield. His, uh, Frank Winterstein has been playing for, for Maxfield as well. And, um, you know, Clint Greenshields is involved at uh, Sawtell. So there's been quite a few players around around the competition that have made it, made it quite exciting. And the competition's really, the level of the competition's been brilliant. Um, so it's been good. But, you know, the Axemen in, in a home ground final, it's the first time since 2003. So it's been 19 years and, and they've never won at home. So it's there's a lot on the line for the club. Um, you know, so I think that's the excitement 
just driven down to the fields, there's balloons everywhere and flags on the, on the ride in. You know, all the all the locals are getting right behind him. That's uh, that was my job when I first came here. So it's been it's been great to see all. Yeah, well, Sam, it sounds like country footy is alive well, which is fantastic. What about the coaching caper? Has Sam Burgess enjoyed it? Oh, I've absolutely loved it. It's been, um, you know, I've learned a, a great deal throughout the, the last 12 months, but it's, you know, the coaching side of it's been the, the fun side for me. You know, putting a team together, they're all, you know, new combinations. It's a, a brand new team. They've not played together before, so uh, I've really enjoyed trying to bring, you know, 25, 30 blogs together and, Get, getting them all in one single vision, uh, you know, to try and get to this week, the, the last week of the year, and then, uh, you know, see what happens on the day. But, you know, the coaching aspect of it is the most enjoyable part for me. Sam, I can only applaud you for putting uh, any ego you may have in your back pocket, because we all know it's not a glamorous job coaching bush footy. You, you coach, you, you run the water, you almost do the sidelines, you help at the canteen, you do a variety and multiple uh, tasks and yet you've done it all you've done it with a smile on your face you've done it professionally and I certainly know too speaking to people in the town you've been visible all year you've been out and about and you've really been great for group two yeah well you know I thought doing taking this job for, for, for it to work I had to totally submerge myself in the community get involved with everything but you know it's um I remember as a junior at my junior club back home in the UK, it's a similar thing. You know, my, we lived there as four boys growing up with my mother and father. Um, you know, and I, I understand what the game gave me from a young age. So I thought, you know, to, to get it, to get this back going again, I had to commit and give it give it my all. Which, um, you know, it's, it's great to see the results at the back end of it now. Just there's so many people down there helping. Uh, it's re-engaged the entire community up here. You know, for Group 2 itself, there's been a lot of excitement around the year. So it's been fantastic. I hope it continues. And, you know, there should be some sort of pathway for retired players or retiring players to get back to the home grounds where they grow up and give a little bit back because it's it's desperately in need of it. It's a great idea. And it's a great idea having Dino there to cover the the grand final. He'll give it super coverage in the Daily Telegraph tomorrow. But there's a downside, Sam. You know... He'll be coming across trying to give you tips on how to cage positional changes, all sorts of things. It, it could be a disaster for you, Sam. Yeah, well, listen, I got some great advice from a great coach once, and he said, if you listen to the people sat in the stands, that's where you'll end up soon. <laughs> so, you know, take what you want out of that bulldog. That's, that's with sincerity and, and with no malice, okay? Well, Sam, I was going to go to the canteen post-game and say, could I have Mr. Burgess's Garlow's pie? <laughs> yeah, you listen, if, if we win today, you can have a couple of pies on me, Bulldog. God bless you. <laughs> he mightn't get back for work tomorrow. Hey, Sam, look, good, good luck this afternoon. But can we also ask you about South Sydney? And obviously Friday night was a, a terrific occasion. That new stadium was it just looked amazing. And we'll all do it again next Sunday, taking on the Roosters. A couple of injury issues for both teams. How's South Sydney travelling, do you think, Sam? Yeah, I think the Souths are OK. I think, you know, the result on the weekend told them a lot. Um, I think they'll take a lot out of the game, regardless of uh, losing. You know, it's, it's sad to see a couple of injuries at this time of year. Nobody wants that. We want, you know, everyone full strength. But I was actually at the game. The stadium and the atmosphere was fantastic. So, you know, it's going to be uh, even more electric, I think, on Sunday afternoon. Um, you, know, but, you know, I think Luttrell will be a bit wiser for a week against them. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, you know, Cody will work a few things out. You know, I think the Roosters have been fantastic through the middle of the past 
six or eight weeks led by Hargraves, who's been in some serious form. So mm. it's going to be make a great, great finish to the first week of the finals on Sunday. Sammy, do you think a year in bush footy has you know, reinvigorated you, for want of a better term, for when you go back to South next year? Well, I certainly think it's given me perspective on some things. You know, I, when you're in the game of you know in the NRL at the top end the whole time, I certainly think you can get trapped in there or lost in it in your mind. You know, get caught up and think everything's super important. Whereas you know, but bush football, everyone's here for the love of the game, and it's been a great reminder that we all play because we love the game. Now, mm. don't get me wrong, there's pressure and and money and and you know everything else that comes along in the top end of the game, but. Um, there's no doubt coming and spending 12, 18 months here has reinvigorated um, you know, my, my passion for the game and, and want to, to do better. What will be your role next year at South Sydney, if you know yet, Sam? Yeah, we're still determining that. Yeah, we're still working that out, but uh, I'll be working closely with Jason, so I'd imagine I'll be one of his assistant coaches. Now, Sammy, the people I speak to, they do claim you've been spotted a lot around golf courses, <laughs> and a lot around pubs having just quiet beers, having a couple of bets. <laughs> so you're still enjoying yourself up here, aren't you? Listen, I've had a great time here, and uh, you know the community. Everyone's been fantastic with welcoming. You know, I've uh, I've been I'm a member at Bonville. I play a lot at Coffs Harbour Golf Course. My, my handicaps come down drastically uh, the past tw- twelve months, which tells you I've been playing a lot of golf. And uh, you know, there's a couple of nice pubs on a Sunday afternoon. We go for a feed and. Have a couple of beers if, if that's uh, if that's on the cards. But it's been, like I said, it's been really nice place to come. It's been, you know, everyone said it's been extremely welcoming. Uh, now we've just got to finish the year off and get the job done this weekend, Bulldog. Sammy, someone told me your handicap may be as low as three. Wow. Well, you got the wrong information. It's actually two. Right. Two. That's two. Yeah, and two my my same source suggests in the suggested in the first week or two. You may have been playing off eighteen and have won, much <laughs> to the chagrin of the locals. Never let the truth get in the way. Sammy, have you burgled the locals? Yeah, I did when I first arrived, and they were, they were off me. You know, I think they were trying to ban me out of the local competitions. But I think when I first came here, my handicap was about twelve or fourteen or something, and uh, you know, I'm down off two, and you know, I'm playing pretty consistently, so. Uh, the, the happier now than, than when I first arrived. So. <laughs> what, what are you playing off, Dino? I when I played every week, Ray, I was about thirteen, fourteen. But now I had a hit on Friday at the course. Sam's talking about hit a few good balls, Ray. But you got to play consistently all week to get your handicap yeah. level or, or, or reduce it. Yeah, it, it's too hard. It's too hard. The game, the game's too hard. Otherwise, mm. but it's, I find like golf's a great leveler of everyone. Everyone can play. You can all have a competitive game. Uh, you know, so it's, it's a great social thing. So. Yeah. It's been uh, it's been fantastic. The golfing community in Coffs Harbour is brilliant too. Mm. Uh, the people at Bonville and Coffs have been great. Well, just finally, Sam, can the Axemen win this afternoon? Yes, we can. We can win. Yeah, we have to get everything right, but certainly we can win. That's what we're here for. Terrific. Hey, look, Sam. Sam you know, yeah, you know, Sam. I'm a Juno and I'm a backslapper. If you win, I'll be in the huddle. <laughs> yeah, I'll be singing the team song in my Arara Valley shirt. <laughs> You'll claim a coaching <laughs> honours and everything. <laughs> Don't lead my players astray, Bulldog. You can be more than welcome. Okay? Hey, Sammy, I think you can do that yourself. <laughs> Not anymore, mate. Hey, look, Sam, really appreciate you joining us. It's a big day for the club and for you. We know that. So, look, um, thanks so much. Happy Father's Day and, and the best of luck this afternoon in the grand final. 
Yeah, same to you, boys, and Bulldog, I'll see you this Harvey. Thanks, Sammy. Cheers, bro. Hey, boys. Bye-bye. Good on you there, Sam Burgess. And it sounds like he's in a, a really good spot at the moment and uh, looking forward to joining South Sydney next season, Dino. Right, I've done a couple of stories on him during the year, and every time I speak to Sammy, he's got so much passion for what he's doing up here. And mm. one of those moments, I think, in Sam's career, when, well, if and when he does get an NRL coaching job, which we think will happen in the years to come, I just think this will be a time when he reflects on and thinks... Yeah, this is where I learnt my trade. This is where I fell in love with coaching. And it'll be a year that he looks back on when success looms down the track, Ray, and says, yeah, that's where it all began. Yeah, and he he actually said that, didn't he, that he's regained his love for the sport. So, look, it was terrific for him to come on. Hey, Dino, a couple of people want to have their say on the open line. Gary's there. Gary, good morning. Good morning, Ray and Dean. How are you, Gary? Happy Father's Day. Thanks for waiting for us, mate. Good, uh, Ray. Just quickly on the Penrith Parramatta game, Friday night coming up, Parramatta are playing a grand final game. That's what they're playing. They know they don't win this, they're not winning the comp. If they win this, they're in the grand final. So, And then, then you look at the Panthers, it's like having a bye. The halves have not played for weeks together, for weeks. I'm telling you now, they've dead set got the betting wrong. It's a dead set even money game. If not, I think Parramatta will, will in my eyes, a favourite. They will come out brutal, 100 miles an hour, non-stop for 80 minutes, not even thinking about a second chance. This is a must-win or we're gone. That's their mindset, and I'm quite confident I'll win. Can I just quickly speak about Canterbury? Because I want to give them a wrap. They're $1.65 this year to get the wooden spoon. And then, then the second half of the season, they went well, and then they played two back-to-back games away, and they kind of fell apart. They weren't really up to it back-to-back games away. They're not up that level. But Manly came out firing the other night and Canterbury had come back from 16-0 down to win 21-20. I've got to give them a huge rap. They did not have to fight back in that game and they did. So Canterbury, well done. Keep working on their passing and kicking game and you'll definitely go up the ladder, guaranteed. But you must work on those two things. Non-stop. Thanks, uh, boys. Good call, Gary. Yeah. I think he's right Ray, about I the, agree the, with Gary. Yeah, I think he's right about the odds in the Penrith Parra game. $1.35, They're too far apart. Ray, I've said Penrith you know, for the last three or four months will win the comp. They're clearly the elite team of the premiership. But I just think the gap, for whatever reason, has narrowed in recent weeks. I don't think there is across the line as what a lot of people think. I still think they'll win it, Ray. But I don't think it's a foregone conclusion, as a lot of people said. As for the Eels, he's right, Gary. They'll come out breathing fire, para. they'll play that power game through the middle, and gee, I reckon they'll take it right to Penrith. Yeah. And just on the cannery, Mick Potter has done a great job, and I understand the club are looking maybe to find him a spot on the coaching staff next year, Dino? Yeah, and I hope they do. Yeah. I think Mick's done a wonderful job, Deserves Ray. He it. came in when the club was in turmoil, and... You know what? I think he set the job up nicely for Cameron Seraldo. Yeah. Cameron now comes into a club with a roster that will it's improve. Turning around, it? It's turning around, It's turning around. Absolutely. It's mm. turning around. You can feel it unfolding out there at Belmore, and mm. it's a good time for Seraldo to arrive. And I think whatever success he has next year can always be dragged back to what Mick Potter achieved this year. Yeah, I hope Mick does get a spot on the coaching staff. Robbo's on the line, Dino. Robbo, good morning. Good morning, girls. How are we? Terrific. Happy Father's Day, mate. What do you got for us, Robbo? Uh, a couple of things. Well, just on that Penrith, what you were saying about how you think they've uh, 
you know, sort of come back to the field a bit, just remember that they haven't had Cleary Correct. in there for a long while, and that mm. does uh, bring them back to the field, in my opinion, quite a bit. Um, but on Manly, um, my beloved Sea Eagles, uh, you know, everybody's giving them grief about the rainbow, whatever you want to call it, the jersey business. But their season virtually um, ended when they lost to the Dragons uh, a week or so before that. They, they have not played anywhere near good football since then. And uh, I'm, I'm hearing and, and I heard yesterday that they want to put Steve Hale in. And I, I don't know, Steve Hale, I haven't seen him, would know him. But that goes contrary to what the owners of the club said, which was um, the Pens when Barrett was there when that all blew up and they said they would never, ever employ uh, a, uh, a an unqualified coach or an untested coach again. So how can they go back and put Steve Hale in there? They, they should be looking for a, a, a proven coach in first grade. Dino? Yeah, Stephen Hales is a, a coach that is in the Manly system. He helped out with New South Wales Cup from all... Uh, I hear, guys, he's a very, very talented coach. I don't think he would be the NRL coach next year. I think Des Hasler will be there for sure and possibly beyond that. Uh, I think three things this year cost Manly. One, Tom Trebojevic's injury. Two, Pride Jersey. And three, that game at Brookvale Road when they were up by 20-odd points against North Queensland and got run down the last six or seven minutes. That was the killer blow to Manly. I don't think they ever recovered from that loss. You know, good point. Hey, Daniel, I'll take a quick break because coming up next, Tanya with a sports update. Punters post-mortem with Dave Stanley. Caboo obviously got the job done. Were you surprised at how really sort of stacked up there in the middle stages? Ron Duffersey, he's heading somewhere. It was much better, obviously, at the 1,300-metre style of race, and he capitalised. Glenn Muncy. When we got to this race in the preview on Sky Thoroughbred Central, that it, it was a race where they only wanted to be with one of the two picks. Punters post-mortem. Monday, 9am, Racing HQ. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker. At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. G'day, it's Sean Garlick here from Garlow's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlow's Pies? Because at Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. Heads up, punters, the Sticky and Smoky crew are at it again, but this time it's all about the Supercars Big One. Sticky Wings and Smoky Barbecue are giving you and a mate the chance to win a VIP experience for two at this year's Bathurst 1000 with full weekend hospitality packages, grid walk, track lap and accommodation included. To enter, simply go to stickywings.com.au or smokybarbecue.com.au and register your details. And make sure you keep an eye out for Sticky and Smoky in your local IGA. Supercars never Tasted so good. New to Dali in 2022. It's a two-length lead for Palace Pier. Races towards the line and Palace Pier is the winner of the Queen Anne. He recorded nine number ones. 
five at Group 1 level. But Palace Pier looks too strong. Palace Pier, he's all class, this champion, Moila. Introducing Palace Pier, Kingman's greatest hit, standing at Darling. the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend, a sports update with Tanya Thomas. North Queensland beat a very unfamiliar Penrith in the NRL game last night in Townsville. The Cowboys won 38-8 against a Panthers lineup, missing 12 of its regular players, all of which were being rested. Brisbane all but lost its chance of possibly taking eighth spot after going down to St George Illawarra 22-12. The Broncos' demise over the last few weeks has been pretty dramatic, considering at round 19 they were in the top four. At round 26 they were fallen out of the top eight. The Gold Coast finished their year with a win, beating the Warriors 27-26. NRLW, Brisbane 22 beat the Gold Coast 4. In the New South Wales Cup qualifying final, Penrith 22 beat North Sydney 14. The Young Panthers will play minor premiers Newtown next week for a spot in the grand final. Today, Newcastle take on Cronulla. And in the last game of the regulation season, the West Tigers host Canberra. In NRLW, it's Newcastle versus Parramatta. And a big day at Jubilee Stadium today, but an early start with week one of the Jersey Flag Finals at 10.30 at St George Illawarra versus the West Tigers. At one o'clock, Sydney Shield Grand Final, St Mary's versus Penrith Brothers. And at three o'clock, the Ron Massey Cup Grand Final, the Glebe Dirty Reds take on the Hills Bulls. Go the Hills. Geelong beat Collingwood in a sensational AFL qualifying final in front of 91,500 last night at the MCG. The Pies led at every break, but there was never a lot in it with the lead changing many times in the final term, the Cats winning 78-72. They now go into a prelim final in a fortnight and join the Swans in having a week off. In the elimination final in Perth, Fremantle trailing for most of the match, miraculously fought back from 41 points down to beat the Western Bulls. Bulldogs 73-60. So Collingwood and Fremantle meet next week and Brisbane play Melbourne. The Wallabies missed a chance to record back-to-back test wins going down to South Africa 24-8 at Allianz Stadium last night. The Aussies haven't won a test in Sydney in seven years. While New Zealand scored seven unanswered tries to beat Argentina 53-3 in the match in Hamilton, the All Blacks' win was revenge for last week's shock defeat to the Pumas and by far their most dominant match of the season. Still with rugby in the Shoot Shield grand final yesterday, saw Sydney Uni 26 beat Gordon 9 at Leichhardt Oval. Nick Kyrgios takes on the number one seed Daniel Medvedev in the fourth round of the US Tennis Open tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock and Ayla Tomonovic plays in her fourth round match against Ludmila Samsonova at 6.15. This morning Matt Ebden and Max Purcell won their second round doubles match then the special case of Kyrgios and Tanasi Kokonakis also a second round win and in the mixed doubles another victory for Matt Ebden this time teaming up with Sam Stosa to win and advance to the third round. A remarkable hat-trick of wins yesterday with three veterans taking out feature races at Royal Randwick. Eight-year-old Zaki won the Group 2 Tramway. Eight-year-old Knight's Order won the Group 2 Chelmsford. And nine-year-old Eduardo won the Group 3 Concord Stakes. A horse is regarded as a veteran from eight years and up. Meantime, Nature Strip was crowned Australian Horse of the Year at a function in Melbourne last night, receiving 189 votes, taking the title from last year's winner very elegant on 114 
14, followed by Incentivise on 46. Nature Strip also won champion Sprinter with a massive 219 votes, beating Eduardo on 94. Australia went down to Olympic champs Canada 1-0 in a soccer friendly at Suncorp Stadium yesterday. A header from Sam Kerr from a late corner looked like the leveller for the Matildas, but it was tipped over the bar by the goalkeeper. The two meet again at Allianz Stadium on Tuesday night. Zimbabwe beat Australia in the third ODI in Townsville yesterday by three wickets and with 66 balls remaining. The Aussies, however, did wrap up the series with a win in the second match. It was a good hit out for the squad who take on New Zealand in the first one day of that series on Tuesday. Tottenham has maintained its unbeaten streak this EPL season with a 2-1 win over Fulham. Everton and Liverpool played a nil-all draw. Brentford 5 beat Leeds 2. Chelsea 2, West Ham 1. Newcastle and Crystal Palace nil-all. Not Forest 2, Bournemouth 3. Wolves 1, Southampton nil. Aston Villa and Man City 1-all. While in one of the sport's biggest rivals in the Scottish Premier League, Celtic versus Rangers, overnight Celtic 4 beat Rangers nil. Not good. Not quite. Not quite. Not quite. (laughs) (laughs) Not good. It might be next Friday night. Penrith Barrow. Hopefully they're yours. Flowing like a river. (laughs) Max Verstappen beat Charles Leclerc by two hundredths of a second in qualifying to snatch pole for the Dutch Formula One Grand Prix, his home race. In a sea of orange, the world champ picked up his fourth pole of the season. Leclerc is second on the grid ahead of Ferrari teammate Carlos Sainz. Then it's Lewis Hamilton and Sergio Perez. While Dan Ricciardo's time at McLaren can't can't end soon Mm. enough. He'll start from 17th. Meantime, Aussie Jack Miller has pole for the San Marino MotoGP. And second round of the Live Golf Tournament in Boston this morning. Cam Smith has dropped down the leaderboard after a first round 64. He's now in a tie for 8th at 7-under after shooting a 69. Mark Leishman is at 6-under with one round to go. Remember, it's a 54-hole uh, yeah, um, yeah. tournament. Taylor Gooch leads at 12-under. Yakin Neenum is next at 11 under and DJ Justin Johnson at minus 10. Do you think the ones that are getting over $100 million a year are hungry enough for the win? They're not point. playing for the money good in that regard. Yeah. I know there's a lot of talk about it, but it's hard to knock back that sort of money, isn't it, Tan? Seriously, 140 mil would set um, Cam Smith and his family and all his entourage up for life. Really. Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying that at all. Mm. I'm just saying you just wonder if yeah. they're, you know. They're not as hungry for a win because they point. don't need the money. Good point. Now, I have to disagree with Dino in mm. regard to Serena Williams. I definitely think she's the GOAT. Sorry, okay. Dino, of women's tennis. Looking at some of her stats, and I know that's how Dino has has uh, come to his conclusion, mm. um, but Serena's longevity is just incredible. She was the oldest woman to win a Grand Slam at 35 years and four months. The time between first and last Grand Slam final appearances is 20 years. Wow. Yeah. And... Than the the first player to ever win a major in three different decades. Yeah, she was yeah, a great player. No yeah. doubt about it. And great she changed player. the game. I think she's changed it in many ways. Her but power game was awesome. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, particularly as Tiger Woods went. Remember when he started to bulk up and mm. was winning everything? All yep. of the golfers were thinking, oh, maybe we better hit the gym. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a similar thing. Now, Isla Tomnolovic, was is it a blessing or a curse? that she was the one that knocked Serena out of her last tournament. She goes tournament. in the record books then. She goes in the mm. record books. She could win the next 10 Grand Slams, but I think she'll always 
have a little asterisk next yeah. to her name as being the, the player that knocked out Serena. And she apparently, oh, I saw her interview after the match, which she handled herself with such grace and such style because the, the crowd was hostile towards mm. her, which I guess you would expect. You know, if she hit a ball out or a fo- double fault, there was lots of applause against her. So They all wanted Serena to win. Of course, yeah. and you can understand that. $8,000 for that match, mm. uh, for a ticket to that match. Wow. Would you pay mm. that much money? No. No? Not to see Serena. No, you wouldn't. No. <laughs> and it kind of reminds me of that uh, who shot Bambi syndrome. Because remember back in the day when uh, with Wings and Black Caviar, I did hear a trainer say once, and I can't for the life of me remember who it was, said, I don't want to be the trainer who trains the horse that beats Winks. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? So did Winks ever come close to losing yeah, at all? Yeah, yeah. Um, Thea Mark Stakes, a horse called Sons of John. Winks got up in the very last stride to beat it in the closest of finishes. And I think Sons of John only ever won one other race after that. But he almost beat wow. Winks. Wow, the great Winks. Yeah. yeah. And, and Black Caviar was at Royal Ascot. Yeah. I Moonlight don't Cloud, I think it was. Yeah, that, that was that was traumatic for all of us, watching Oof. it at 12.30am, I guess, traumatic for you, for me. you standing there, <laughs> like watching f- it live. 15 minutes, rewrite a whole story. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was amazing. And, hey, Tan, before you go, Brett from Richmond said, Happy Father's Day, everyone. Mate, my take on the odds of the Penrith Parramatta match is the person who set the odds as a Parramatta fan and just did it to use it a motivational ploy. Maybe. We'll take anything, any, <laughs> any kind of motivational to- tool. We'll take. Oh, dear. Dan? Yes, yes, Dino. Can you run us through the lead up to the game? What's the house going to be like? Will it be frosty? We put our jerseys on. Um, right. And we avoid each other. <laughs> we walk past See, the I'll, I'll see in the lounge, yeah. But it really is very quiet. <laughs> mm. Out of respect for each other, like if Penrith score, there's no cheering. Um, there's no cheering. I do remember the game that they played um, up at Penrith Park this year when it was as only a two-pointer. Mm. And I think when Ryan Madison scored the last try, with I couldn't help myself. I was like, go, Ryan! You know, and then I looked at Ryan and I went, oh, I'm oh, sorry, no. I'm sorry. No, I'm I said, it's okay. You had yeah. a win. It was good. It was and like I, last year in the semi-final, 8-6. We were watching it at Dean's Place. We yeah, away. yeah. I was totally outnumbered and I just didn't say a thing when the, when the siren went. Dean, well, I would have said anyone would be. My brother still hasn't got over that. <laughs> no, Hopefully... Either. This Friday night, he'll be oh, able to uh, release his frustration. <laughs> but it's very quiet, Dino, yeah. and um, yeah, that's the, yeah. End, the best way Penrith we can do it. You know when win 10 and they beat Para, you know Ray texts me going, that should keep Ken Tenya quiet for a while. I don't do that. You yeah, you know, he does. Through, like that. I'm going yeah. through his phone right now, Dino. <laughs> when he goes to the bathroom in inverted commas, he's texting me going, cop them apples, Tan. Oh, mm. you're kidding. Hey, Dino, before we go to a quick break, um, no name on this. Could you tell Sam and Dean... There'll be an old footy player there today, Kevin Stumpy Stevens. Will be at the grand final. Ah, Stumpy. Yeah, and of course he played for the Roosters in their seventy-five, that famous seventy-five grand final win. I think thirty-eight nil against St George did. by memory. And he also in the Parramatta side eighty-one, wasn't he? He certainly did. He played yeah. in both those games. Great player, Stumpy Stevens. He played was in two historic yeah. clubs, Ray. I mean, they're two of the greatest club sides of the modern era: the Correct. Roosters under Gibson, yeah, and then of course Parramatta under Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, well, he'll be there this afternoon cheering on the Arara Valley Axemen. Hey, Daniel. Go to I'll a quick yeah, exactly. We'll go to a quick break. Listen to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Luke Pepper. Got right into the sort of pony club and really concentrated on show jumping. We had a little bit of success with and sort of made a few sort of New South Wales red teams, but then all of a sudden I had to start paying for them. So I started figuring out how to pay for the horses, got into working at Marinko Stud down the south coast. Sort of that's when the thoroughbred sort of industry kicked off with me. Monday's Experts. Monday's Experts. 11am Monday on Racing HQ.
Hi, Craig Lowndes here. As a professional driver, safety is my highest priority. That's why I'm a proud ambassador for the Australian Road Safety Foundation. September marks Rural Road Safety Month. Now, it's a national initiative to highlight the horrific stat that two out of three fatalities occur on our roads happen either in rural or regional areas. We're calling on you to choose road safety every time you're behind the wheel. I choose road safety for every single road user. Who do you choose it for? Thinking about your next build or renovation? Wideline Windows and Doors has all the planning tools at your fingertips. Their website is full of inspirational ideas to make your project a success. Advice and tips to get you started, even a colour selector and window planning tool. Plus, free online quotes are returned in 48 business hours. Just upload your plans or tell them what you need. Easy. There's never been a better time to take a closer look at the Wideline Windows and Doors website, www.wideline.com.au. Experience the thrill of racing on Tab Everest Day at Royal Randwick. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country, races back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the Tab app. The Kosciuszko. Tickets on sale now. Entry open in New South Wales residents only. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. Racing New South Wales authorised under New South Wales permit number GOCSC 1051. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1800 858 858. Deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and a filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. Yes, I'm talking about Garlow's pies, the only pies you should be putting on your plate. Garlow's pies are simply bursting with flavour, and there's heaps of flavours to choose from. Here's a thought. Take a night off from cooking and grab a Garlow's family pie for the whole crew. They're available in all Coles and Woolworths stores. And remember, we are located in the chilled meal section. And if you can't find us, ask for Garlow's pies by name. Garlow's pies. They're thin on pastry, but they're big on meat. Can Luke get home? Yes, he does. It's blast off for the Rockets. Winners of the 100, 2022. And it's their captain, Lewis Gregory, that takes them to the title. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray Nadal on court now. Dino against Richard Gasquet. Isn't he a remarkable player, Nadal? Absolutely. Absolutely right. Are you interested in the tennis at the moment, Ray? You're getting right into it? I love it, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love all sporting <laughs> me, Dino. I'm hoping yeah, the but... majors are always uh, spe- spectacular, yeah. aren't they? They get you in. US Open's, uh, they're all got their own sort of idiosyncrasies. US Open, because of the crowd noise and the the New Yorkers just, they go about things in a very, very different way, don't they? And they just make that event so unique, um, the US Open in New York. Probably but, um... a question you can't answer, Ray. Is there mm-hmm. any suggestion that they might expand for? I mean, why... Is there only four majors? Why can't they have five, six, take one to Japan or Europe? Yeah, no, nah, I haven't heard that. Same with the golf, I suppose. They're locked into that four majors. Whether they live golf might change things up a bit in the... Absolutely. In the, in the, and there has been some talk in recent years about a, a breakaway tennis um, uh, sort of franchise similar to live golf as well. It hasn't quite got the momentum, obviously, that uh, the golf has at the moment, but... There's been rumblings for a little while, Dino, so so watch this space. Phil Buzz Rothfield joins us. Buzz, good morning. Yeah, good morning. I'm not, I don't know if I like your idea about more majors, Bulldog. Oh, I'm not suggesting we have them, Buzz. I'm just saying who makes the rules? Who says it's only four? Why, yeah, why can't there be five or six? The, the more you have, the less special they become. It's one of the reasons Origin's 
wonderful because there's only three of them mm-hmm. each year. Grand finals are great because there's only one of them. You know, I I don't like that little idea of yours. I'm sorry. Well, there's only four golf majors as well, but surely there would be other nations around the world would think, okay, well, you know, why can't we host a major? But if you have six, they're not majors. They're majors because there's only four of them. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I, I get you. Yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying in terms of you want to yeah, keep yeah. it exclusive, but I'm just saying four isn't a lot. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I'll tell you what I did enjoy, your Sam Burgess interview. Didn't he sound in a good place? Had a few SMSs from our listeners, Buzz, saying the same thing, that he sounded in a really good place and looking forward to coming back to, to South Sydney next year. He's got a grand final win this afternoon, though, Buzz. Yeah, yeah, cool. I um, was in the same suite as Sam Burgess and Blake Solly at uh, the New Arlington Stadium on Friday night. Big suite, um, Tony Shepherd for the uh, Venice New South Wales. And I'll tell you what was remarkable, seeing how passionate Blake Solly is during a football game. Now, I've seen Nick Politis and other colourful NRL officials and what their clubs mean to them at the foot. Mm. Oh, you should see Blake during a game. And I, I rang him yesterday. I said, are you always like that? He said, no, it was just the Roosters. You know? <laughs> so, uh, he really got into it, doggy. Hey, Buzz, speaking of Blake and the Roosters, I see in your column, what's the buzz this morning in the Sunday telly? You said Blake Solly walked into a plush level three Allianz Stadium suite on Friday night to find Venues New South Wales chairman Tony Shepherd wearing a Sydney Roosters scarf. How did Blake yeah. cop that? Yeah, he wasn't all that happy because Blake's been meeting with Tony Shepherd for a, a number of months and the New South Wales government about moving south from Acor Stadium, which you've covered so thoroughly in the Telegraph and... Um, he was quite shocked when, and he, his immediate thought was, gee, this is favouritism here. Um, I said to Tony, can I take a photo of you in this? It'll be a very good item for my column. He said, yeah, go ahead. I don't care. So, uh, um, But he also said he made a speech, Tony Shepherd, before the game, and he finished it off by saying, go to Roosters, which I don't think Blake was all that impressed about either. Um, <laughs> look, look, South... I think we'll stay at Acor Stadium next year. Um, and while all this has been worked out, the government funding and whether they're going to provide more money at Sydney Olympic Park. But interestingly, Venues New South Wales has offered them three games a year at Allianz, um, which South are considering at the moment. These are three games they normally take on the road. Where do they go? They go Cairns. They, they sometimes go to Perth. Um, I know they have one at the Central Coast, and they make big money out of taking those games elsewhere. So it's a big decision for South. It's a story that's not going to go away until their future is uh, finally settled. Mm. Uh, A buzz there is two games to complete the home and away season, but I wanted to fast forward to next weekend and talking about South there taking on the Roosters. Dino told us earlier that's likely to be the Sunday game, so I'll be back there at the new Allianz Stadium. Penrith Parramatta is looking to be Friday night. Sharks-Cowboys will clash. Venue to be decided today, Storm versus Raiders. These four games, can you recall a final series when you've got eight teams who could affect all four games could be tremendous games so what I'm trying to say is I can't recall a final series when the eight teams you could make a compelling case for each of the eight I said the other night on um, NRL 360 that look out even the Canberra race Mm, mm. and um, I say that because I think their front row pairing of um, 
um, Josh Papalihi and Joseph Tarpany are the equal to any others, and they got Elliot at lock, and I think Hudson Young's a contender to go on the Kangaroo Tour, and they got a guy called Jack Whiten, who's just a, I think he's a champion 5-8. I, I really do. Him and Dylan Brown are probably the two standout 5-8s this year. And, uh, look, they'll trouble Melbourne. I think they've won the last four games mm. at Amy Park, if, um, if it's just, I can recall that stat clearly. And so, you know, they're not there to make up the numbers. Penrith and Parramatta will be one of the great finals we have seen in this city for many, many years. And it's a big thing to be playing this game at Penrith because I reckon, with the massive followings these two clubs have got, that the NRL would get 70,000 fans if it was played at Acor Stadium. But it's too late to be changing the rules as we go into the finals. If they want, you know, the first week of home finals, they've got to, they've got to make a rule at the beginning of the year and stick to it. Mm. So good on Penrith for having the advantage of playing that one home. It'll be a sensational game. But it's not too late. I remember a couple of years ago they moved a game to Townsville. Uh, be a good 10, 15 years ago now in yeah, the week of the game. So they yeah, can do it. Rugby, yeah, dog, rugby league changes the rules too often. Now, Penrith have been clearly the most superior side in the premiership. So clear. Now, they have earned the right to have the home ground advantage for this game. That's what you get from being minor premiers. You can't change rules on the run. If you're going to do it, Peter Volandis, Nandra Abdo and Graham Annesley need to say at the start of next season, we're going to abandon home finals. We're going to what go did to you state. Say, what did you say was the number you think they could get at a core buzz? I, I missed it. Did you say 70,000? So you're now going to say that 50,000 rugby league fans who are going to walk in there with tons of dough and tons of passion are going to be turned away. Surely it had to have been considered. Yeah, look, I banged on about this years and years and years ago when St George hosted Parramatta at Cogger Jubilee Oval. And we ran a campaign. I got a picture of a family locked out in the build-up to the game. And look, David Gallup eventually changed the rules on the back of this Telegraph campaign to, to stop locking out fans. And I used an example. It would be like David Jones having a Boxing Day sale and slamming the door shut once the first few hundred people are in. It just doesn't happen, does it? Mm. And you do have to cater for your fans. But Peter Volandi said to me that it's worth taking the hit on the money to reward the people who've put their dough in all year. They're the most loyal fans who follow this game. And he doesn't believe it would be right to take this game away from Penrith. But it's a bloody good debate and I can understand your views as much as everyone else's. I guess it's a similar theme, isn't it, Buzz? If the Sharks win today, they get oh, the home final. What, what, what's the capacity at Shark well, Park at the moment? 11,000? 11,500. Yeah, so it's the now, same debate. But the Sharks deserve it if they finish second. It is the same debate. But the NRL have got really, really lucky here that they're playing an out-of-town team like the Cowboys who would have few fans in Sydney. So you're not going to be offending too many of the opposition. But if you took that game to Townsville, for example, you get a capacity house. So yeah, it's the same debate. I think Townsville would always be out of the question if um, if Cronulla win today. They deserve mm. a final Correct. in Sydney. Mm. But just say, what, they were playing Parramatta. 
and that game was 11,500 at Cronulla. Even I would urge the match to be moved to Arlington Stadium and fill the place. Because I tell you what, with 11,500 next week, you're not going to get all the Cronulla fans in, let alone the few Cowboys fans who would consider coming down from Townsville for the game or those who live in Sydney. It is a big issue, dog, and it's a very good one you've raised. And I think you're right, the game has to look at it, but I don't like changing rules on the run. And no side deserves this massive home game next week more than the Panthers. You do have to reward them for winning the minor premiership. Buzz, another interesting item in your column this morning was that the Dragons are not going to support Mad Monday. I'm all for a beer, Buzz. You know that. I love having a beer with you. I love having a beer with Ray. But I am starting to think as we all get a bit older... that the Mad Monday is becoming more outdated and antiquated. Yeah, look, it is. Look, the Dragons have had some issues with player misbehaviour, mm. haven't they? Going back to the uh, COVID barbecue uh, um, last year uh, when players uh, broke state government protocols and, of course, all sorts of... Tra- so there hasn't been a great sort of discipline at the Dragons for some time, but Ryan Webb, who I spoke to yesterday, wanted to speak off the record, but did say that in no way do they endorse Mad Monday, and I actually think that's a dangerous practice. I prefer what the other clubs do when they endorse the players having a beer and then provide security. Mm. Letting players gather at different places without rules, without a bit of muscle around just in case it's required, I think, is um, asking for trouble. I, I'm not sure I agree with what they're doing. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good point. Hey, uh, Buzz, today's two games. Um, obviously, the Sharks need to win to lock in that um, home final. And the Raiders are, well, they're there, aren't they? And that's been a terrific turnaround, as Dino mentioned earlier, by by um, Ricky Stewart down there in Canberra. Yeah, yeah, it has been. Um funny, I, I rated the coaches today. I don't know if you guys saw it in my column. I rated the top 10 coaches this year. And I'll, I'll just go through them. I've got Todd Payton, one. Craig Fitzgibbon, two. Ivan Cleary, three. Brad Arthur, four. I think has been outstanding. But I put Ricky Stewart in at five. The way he's rescued this season from a pretty hopeless position after the first, say, 12 rounds without his halfback and missing a, a, a number of key players. I think it's been a fabulous coaching performance to get them into the top eight, drag them into the top eight, the extraordinary passion, the face of the football club, and good on Sticky for getting there. They're really exciting side, the Raiders. I mentioned their front row forwards earlier. You also throw in the brilliance of players like Xavier Savage. What a find mm. he's been this year. Mick Kotrick, Grapana on the wings. You know, they've got a good back five. And and White and and Fogarty has been one of the buys of the year, and you've you've seen how much the Titans have missed him. So, look, I'm sure they'll very professionally get the job done, despite the emotion around Tarmouth's uh, game and possible final appearances in NRL play. Buzz, I thought another interesting piece in your column was Mitchell Pearce has reached out to Kalen Ponga, who, of course, was under scrutiny last week for the cubicle incident up there in Newcastle. Yeah, well, I rang Mitchell because he knows what Kalen Ponga's in trouble for and, and knows about the pressure of a 
fish bowl existence in a mad rugby league town like Newcastle. And he, he told me he'd actually reached out to Colin and been texting him um, in recent times. And he, he says he's got a lot of time for him, that we need to give him a little bit of a little bit of space and that he's 24, he's new to the captaincy and he's very, very confident that he will bounce back, that he will learn from the mistake he made in the toilet cubicle a few weeks back. Look, it wasn't the worst defence, but it was more the fact that it lacked leadership and that he was out having a beer when he was supposed to be injured and looking after himself with Kurt Mann. So, but Piercy, as you know, at the same age, um, had his own issues um, around the booze and, you know, doing things that he's experienced enough now to know were wrong and deeply regret. But I found him in a terrific headspace, guys, uh, Piercy. He's lapping it up in France. He's steered the Catalans into the finals. that They've already knocked off St Helens this year and, you know, they're an outside chance of winning a title. The other thing I'll tell you about Mitchell Pearce, he might be 33 years of age or 34, whatever. I still believe he'll come back and play NRL. I think he will have one final season uh, for the road with the Sydney Roosters. I think he's extremely close to Nick Politis. And it won't be next year, but the year after, I can see him wearing that number 14 jersey for the Roosters and... Having a hopefully a fairy tale finish to his a great rugby league career. Yeah, it'd be good to see him come back to the Roosters one last time. Hey, Buzz, before we let you go, a quick look at today's games. Then I'll ask you about next week's finals games as well. Newcastle, Cronulla, and Tigers, Canberra. How do you see him, Buzz? Well, it's old boys' day in Newcastle. They're always hard to beat, but you look at their playing stocks and they've been torn apart with injuries. Cronulla have to win to get that home final we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So the Sharks will win. And I think the Canberra Raiders, as much as the Tigers will be pumped up, uh, will get the job done again professionally and uh, then host the Raiders next, uh, the Storm next week. Well, just on next week, just very quickly, Buzz, your early thoughts, Penrith versus Parramatta? Future. Mate, you know what? I'm <laughs> tipping upset here. I'm going to tip Parramatta. I think oh, they've been dear. super, super impressive in recent weeks. I love their front row forwards. Um yeah, I think they can get Penrith. It worries me that Cleary hasn't had any football for five weeks. I'm not sure I agree with resting the entire squad, which they did yesterday, so it'll be very, very interesting. Fair enough. Sharks, Cowboys, we don't know the venue. We're assuming it'll be at Shark Park. Yeah, if it's at Shark Park, might not be Cronulla or win. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, Storm Raiders? Um, I'll go Storm, but again, the Raiders have a great record there, so not with any confidence. And Roosters South looks like being the Sunday game. Yeah, this is tough. This is really, really tough because I don't like the Roosters without Jerry Marnell. And I know what Damien Cork and Cameron Murray playing a full game will uh, mean for South. I'm tipping South might knock them off this week. It's going to be a great final, so you know that for sure. Hey, Buzz, happy Father's Day, mate. Thanks for coming on on a Sunday, and uh, have a great day with the family. Yeah, you too, guys, and enjoy the footy in the bush, uh, Bulldog. I love bush footy. Lucky you. Yeah, it should be a great day. Thanks, yeah, Buzz. Go on you, Buzz. Hey, quickly, uh, thanks so much, Buzz. Quickly, uh, Dino, today's games, Newcastle, Cronulla. Yeah, I can't see anything but a Sharks victory up there, and I can't see anything but the Raiders coming home to overpower the Tigers yeah. out there at Leichhardt. And we should get your early thoughts on next week at weekend's finals. Penrith, Parramatta? 
Yeah, I'm going to go Parramatta. Okay, Sharks, Cowboys. We don't know the venue yet. Assuming it'll be at Cronulla. If it's at Cronulla, I'll go Cronulla. If yep. it's up in Townsville, I'll go the Cowboys. Makes sense. Storm Raiders? Oh, gee, I'm like Buzz there, Ray. That's 50-50 for me. Mm. I'll go Storm because of their big game experience, but without any real confidence. And Roosters South. I reckon South can bounce back. Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating week one of the finals. Coming up on Racing HQ with Simon Harrison, Gary Cleesey will preview today's only New South Wales thoroughbred meeting, the Maury Cup at Tatworth. The Big Sports Breakfast is back tomorrow morning at 5.30 with Gerard Middleton, Michael Clark, Laurie Daly and Jamie Rogers. And if you'd like to revisit any of today's show, go to Spotify or the podcast icon on your iPhone or Android. Dino, enjoy the Group 2 Grand Final this afternoon. Thanks, Ray. Certainly will. And you enjoy Father's Day along with all the dads out there. Hope it's a special one for everybody. Good on you, Dino. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Enjoy Father's Day.